Street Fighters, thanks for being here. It's a live show. Well, the call-in show. We're doing it live, streaming on Twitch, YouTube, Facebook right now. So if your Sunday nights are normally filled with terror of having to go to work tomorrow morning, stay up super late with us. We're going to be taking your calls all night long until 2 in the morning when we normally do it. Three hours of call-in shows is on the way. We're looking for your stories about Bigfoots, small business tyrants, drugs, military recruitment, you name it, we want to hear it. The number to dial is 614-412-5252. And you can hear us in Columbus, Ohio on the airwaves by heading over to 92.7 or 98.3 if you're inside 270. That's the outer belt here in Columbus, Ohio. You can find much more programming and a full archive of every Street Fight Radio ever done over at WCRSFM.org. Dig through there. Listen to some gems. Uh, You can hear how we believe things that are exactly opposite of what we say now and enjoy some of those conversations. But we're happy to have you here as always. And thank you to the Street Fighters group uh, in Facebook. Y'all usually have some good commentary on the show afterwards. Uh, We are on the Pacifica Radio Network coming to you out of the Free Press Studios here in downtown Columbus, Ohio. Street Fighters have been doing this for seven years now spreading this mess across the u.s and we're coming to the middle west very soon we're going to be in chicago on september 2nd we're going to be in minneapolis on september 4th we're going to be in des moines iowa at vaudeville muse on september 5th we're going to be in kansas city on friday september 7th and then we're closing it all up st louis saturday night at propaganda bar brian this is a Soviet-themed bar. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is going to get me in trouble. Now. Yeah, there's going to be lots of pictures that night um, that will get you in trouble with all your Blue Lives Matter relatives on Instagram. That's happening Saturday, September 8th. Tickets are on the way. If you want to be the first to know, our Patreon is where I send all those bulletins out. Uh, this show is, as always, sponsored by CBD and Kratom. It keeps us insane. Uh, my name is Brett Payne. My co-host is Brian Quinby. Glad to be back. Brian. Yeah, it's nice to have you back. Uh, well, you didn't have a tough time, and you had some some heavy hitters. I did have some heavy hitters, but it was it's it's easier, always easier to do the show with you. So yes, it's that's the that's the prime easy way to do the show. I had Drew Toothpaste and Will Manneker. The Will Show will come out soon. We talked shit about TVs and movies and Democrats like we always do. So that ought to be fun for people to listen to. I went to the beach, Virginia Beach, and it was very uneventful. I hated coming back. Uh, but all I did was it was a great vacation. And I know that you are very down on the beach vacations, but. We didn't spend any money. We just made sandwiches and sat at the beach for like seven hours a day. It was the greatest thing in the world. Yeah. They're like a public park. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I did see one really unfortunate situation that made me blow my top. I even had to tweet about it. I was festering over it. Uh, We went to this park. You know, they have public showers and toilets. They have, it's just, you know, typical beach. They had a gigantic playground. And then they have this food truck that is just sitting there all day long, puttering, just burning up gas and oil to keep whatever those treats inside of it need to be cold. And I was so pissed about it because <laughs> they did this in Dallas when I was there. They built a brand new park 
and they put in these food truck spots. And so then they had six food trucks that would park there every single day during lunch hour, just burning up dinosaur bones, man. Yeah. Just, just blowing, running through it, blowing smoke in the air. Like it feels like you're spending your whole day at the beach behind a car. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's just <laughs> sucking on a tailpipe. That's like my worst thing is like when you're, when we're traveling or we're driving and you get behind a car and their fumes start coming into your car and you're like, am I going to die? Like on this drive, I always roll the window down. Like, eh. yeah, like <laughs> better safe than sorry or dead. <laughs> yeah. Better mix some, some good air in. I had a I had a traumatic experience while you were out of town, other than working by myself, which was sad. But uh well working without you. It's you know, my powers are only really half when Brett's not around. It's it's like I can't I did both shows, Brett. If you listen to the intro, I did your stuff. Thank you. The number one anarcho comedy radio show on any station across the nation. I gave it a healthy shot, but it was always still 25 seconds instead of the way that you're able to keep it going. You know, it was sure. always just like, uh, but <laughs> I tried, but, uh, I, I smashed my toe. I was barefoot and guess what? It was bad. Yeah. So, you need practice, dude. No, I don't start out in just socks. I'm sleeping in shoes from now on. That's it. I'm like, I'm done with barefoot. What I'm, happened to it? So I got up in the middle of the night because I always get up in the middle of the night and I'm hungry as hell. And I just go downstairs and I'll eat like one treat and then head back upstairs. And we have a bunch of stuff moved in the house because we're still remodeling because we don't want to uh, put the polyurethane stuff on the floor when it's really hot and humid outside and then have to have the windows open and be miserable, you know? So we're waiting until either we leave for Chicago or a day that's cooler outside, which is not going to happen. So we're waiting till we leave for Chicago (laughs) to, to like put the polyurethane on the floor. And, uh, so there's furniture kind of in places where it's usually not, you know, it's like, and right across from my bathroom is my record player stand, which I've used four times probably in the past two years. I do not listen to records very much. I have a lot of them and I have a lot of good ones, but I don't listen very much. And I'm in bare feet and I go running upstairs and I just fucking smash my foot on one of those legs, one of the metal legs. And it rips my toenail in half. And I am just like waves of pain going through my body. Did you pass out? No, but it just, it wasn't, see, it's not as bad. Like at the moment there was blood and it was kind of bad, you know, but I didn't look at it. (laughs) I was like, I'm not going to look at that. When I get hurt, I don't, yeah, I don't like to look at things when I get hurt. And I figured, you know, I'm not going to die. And like, if my toe's broken, you know, the famous, if your toe's broken, the doctor ain't going to be able to do nothing about it anyway. So there's like nothing you do when something like that happens. You're just like, my toe hurts. And then your wife tells you to take it easy. And then you go walk fucking 12 miles that day. (laughs) She just, what you did, did you? Tape it up. I taped it up with minions band-aids that we had. (laughs) Okay. Taped it to another toe. I had two toes taped together with two band-aids. And uh, I took a walk and I'm fine now. I'm back to normal. I I must have walked all the pain away is what I'm guessing. But yeah, you walked all the infection out. Yeah. Oh man. Barefoot needs to be illegal for real. Like this just solidified all of my all of my opinions on barefoot. We don't need to be controlling other people's feet that closely. 
It's a public safety issue, really. You're being the nanny state. I am the nanny state. I am exactly the nanny state. Are you going to make it thing. illegal to, to not wear a coat outside when it's cold, too? No, no. I'm fine but with that. But you should. You'll catch a cold if you, you don't. You won't catch a cold. That's junk science, Brett. Junk science. Well, barefoot is dangerous is junk science, too. That's true. Wear your shoes, folks. That's what. That's the lesson here is wear your shoes. I didn't wear shoes all week. It was great. Gross. There was a rock bed outside. I walked all over it and opened up all of the uh, auras that come out of the bottom of your feet, whatever they're called. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the... Uh, <laughs> Ah oh, man, now I can't remember what it was. There's negative and positive ions yes, exactly. that get in your feet when you go for a walk and barefoot. It's like, no, that like David Avocado Wolf told us yes, this. Yes, that's so. what I found. I, I definitely, I'm a practicer of bare feet. Yeah. Yeah, well, you're at the beach. You're allowed to be vacationing, you know. For sure. But nobody should be barefoot in Columbus, Ohio, because nobody's on vacation here, you know. What if you want to save money on shoes? Now, see, that's something that we can also talk about is that my new shoes that I bought July 3rd now have a hole in the bottom from my extreme walking. Yeah. He also, he, he, it's like he's stomping out a roach every time he takes a step. (laughs) That's not true. I don't walk weird or like slam my feet down, but I do have a hole. You pound the ground, dude. I don't pound the ground. You have a lot of torque. You have a shitload of torque. Have any torque. No. I have the most normal amount of torque you could possibly have when you walk. I'm a very normal walker. And uh, I walk lightly, actually. I'm sort of like, like soft pitter patter feet. You can't even hear me coming. Like it's like, what? Well, what's that behind? I'm like, a, you remember how when Prius f- first came out, people were backing into everybody? Oh, yeah. <laughs> actually getting clipped, running out in front of them. <laughs> yeah. I'm like that. People always getting clipped by me when I'm out walking. They just, just this blue blaze comes by. Yeah. Just a light. Just yeah. A ball of light. Yeah. I'm a, yeah. They're like, oh, that guy was a quiet walker. Was that a breeze? People are always commenting on how quiet my steps are. That's I can't imagine I that at all. I've seen you break so many things. I, well, yeah, that's a different thing. That's my sitting is heavy. I sit very heavy on things. You where know, you tra- you, when you stand up, you transfer that weight to where? I to your just feet. have a, the balls I, of your feet. I have a light energy about me. Really? Is the thing. Like huh. people are always commenting on my light aura and energy. And, uh, that's just something I have, you know, it's, I'm like, uh, uh, I, I zero impact on the world sort of thing. You mm-hmm. know, when I step so light that if I step on an ant, it lives like I could just light walking. But again, I did my walks every day this week. Cause I am a warrior. I live by a warrior's code and I'm a warrior and I'm strong. So I did still, I carried on with my week as though I don't have a sore toe and I, well, yeah, I mean, with the help of some Minions Band-Aids. Well, yeah, I did tape my le- foot together and stuff like that. But, you know, most people would have taken... My wife kept saying, put your feet up, take the day off. I was like, yeah, no, a coward would do that. Like, a weak coward would do that. So, I guess I could show the... Since we're on video, I guess I could show the people my damn shoes, man. I guess I could show my bad toe, but it's not that gross looking. I was very disappointed when I saw it. Because, like, the amount of pain compared to the visual of it is like that ratio is way off it's like this doesn't look like anything but it hurts like like i dropped an anvil on my foot yeah uh yeah you do have uh issues with pain yeah i hate it i don't like it very much you're an exaggerator i am a little bit (laughs) 
Maybe. I don't know. I mean, yeah, you famously fainted during when you got hit by a baseball in the thumb hard by the pitcher against the bat. That's like who who wouldn't really? I do faint when I get in pain, though. Like I am like, that's why I can't be in the military, because like as soon as something hurt, I'd be like, oh, I'm fainting. Like I have like a thing where my whole body like when I get hurt. Okay. So, so this I, wasn't fainting at bad. Yeah. I have a high threshold for pain. Okay. Like if I get hit, like let's, uh, let's just say like I get punched in the face, right? I'm going to be fine. I never passed out when I got punched in the face, you know, or anytime I got in a fight, anytime I was in a mosh pit, I never passed out and I was always fine. And it's just like, ah, that hurt a little bit. You know, I got a headache, you know, anytime I ever got hit in a thing i just was like oh i got a headache right okay but but if it does get past my threshold my whole body just shuts off (laughs) you're done i've sprained my ankle and passed out i have been hit in the knee and passed out i passed out when i broke my wrist like i do that's pretty good safety system (laughs) (laughs) i do i I do shut down a little bit i just lay on the ground and do the just that for yeah a good half hour or however long it takes yeah. I've, I've i one time when i uh i was riding my bike for the first time like not for the first time in the winter for the first time so my car broke and i was like we're just gonna have bikes now and i had to ride on ice and i slipped and fell and landed right on my shoulder and i immediately thought i broke it yeah but i just like dragged my bike and like limped i was limping for some reason but my arm was just dead and i was just going and just did that for about a half hour and then I was fine. It was fine. I, I took a very, it was a very slow release of the pain. This has me really thinking like if we're speaking of a, of like a pretty American thing, I, I don't think it's machismo as much as it's like the first half hour or so to hour after you hurt yourself, you spend so much time thinking about whether or not you should go to the hospital. Oh, no, the that's emergency exactly room. what it is. It's the whole conversation is like, do I, I mean, I had no insurance when I fell on my shoulder. <laughs> yeah. I was definitely just trying to breathe it back in place. <laughs> yeah. Like breathe those tendons together. When I broke my wrist, I didn't, I, I didn't go to the hospital. Like I broke my wrist and I went home from work and I took a shower and I went to a bar and then I was like, you know, this is probably not gonna heal. Yeah. And I had to go to the hospital for it, but I waited like four hours with a broken wrist before I decided to go because I just, I don't want to, first of all, I don't want to wait. I know that, and which is funny because that's one of the things that like people against socialized medicine are all like, oh, but you have to wait. And you're like, dude, you have to wait here. You're always waiting. Going to the doctor is, a, I mean, like I went to get my kid a goddamn physical last week and I waited 50 minutes at a place called the minute clinic and it was just like, oh, my God. Well, they say how many it was yeah. going to be. You assumed one. 50. But that's just, their, that's just their measure, how they measure things. I just felt like you could just. They, you would let you sit there for 240 minutes. I know. I thought they would let you. I thought it, the idea was you go in there and you get it done in like a minute. You know? I thought it was a bunch of doctors, too. You know? I thought yeah. it was like, well, CVS, they got all kinds of doctor money. And uh, they don't apparently have a lot of doctor money, so they just have one back there. And they're like, well, hopefully too many people don't need minute help today. Ooh, I have a secondhand medical story, too. Over vacation, somebody we were with got strep throat, and we figured out that they needed to 
go, uh, they needed to get antibiotics. There's no way around it. They didn't want to go to an urgent care. So they ended up, uh, they ended up, I've never even heard of this, getting a doctor's appointment on their phone. And they had like, did like a FaceTime where she showed the inside of her mouth to the doctor to take, to like do the examination. That doesn't work. Yeah, they gave her the they gave her the prescription. That's all you're going to the doctor for anyway. Yeah, is the damn right. prescription. She said the doctor was in her pajamas too. It was of like course. in her bed, probably watching, like you know, binge watching Netflix and getting paid twenty five dollars a pop to do app doctor's appointments. <laughs> and uh, so then she calls in the prescription, and they send it to a military pharmacy, and so. She there they she goes to get it or she calls them to get it filled and they're like you can't come here you're not in the military so she has to call and get another appointment like they weren't able to transfer it they're like that's another transaction so she had to call back the doctor again and say hey uh, I already did all this but I just need another prescription and they're making me go through this app again and pay twice the damn military can't do your the military isn't capable of transferring transactions oh well that's great Transferring we send them all that damn money they should be able to do it no nope, nobody's trained it's the government man they can't do shit that's true well let's go ahead and take a call what's going on uh, it says we're not broadcasting on wcrs so i'm oh, gonna step outside and uh see if we're broadcasting i can do that okie dokie smoking happening now uh, oh. i forgot to do it in my prep Oh, okay, okay. We're we're on now. Hi, WCRS people. It it doesn't have anything to do with the fact that we also work real hard on a video stream, but uh, it had everything to do with we forgot to do it. Yeah, it's usually a part of my list, but we were kind of running behind. So let's get on these calls. Uh, we got these folks listening in. Uh, let's see who is on the line here. Is that okay with you? You got another horrible doctor story to tell. I don't have any stories <laughs> to tell. I, I, I was home this week. I didn't do nothing special except for get hurt. Thank you for calling Street Fight. Who are we talking to? Hello, it's Elizabeth. Elizabeth, how are you? We missed you. Oh, yeah. Well, I think you missed all the callers, didn't you? Yeah. It but was, you especially. It was a mistake. We, we had a... Thank you. Uh, 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 it was a whole thing, so it was... Uh, yeah, the key was actually at my house. I hid it in my shed, so you could have went and got it, but I should have gave it to you. Well, it wasn't. It was just. It was too late by the time we we communicated it and stuff. It, who cares? You got a really good show, okay? The show with Drew Toothpaste is very good. Oh, it was great. Uh, yeah, I listened to it uh, today. Yeah, it was awesome. Thank you. Uh, so I have a cat update. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, um, here's something we talked about last. I talked. To, we've been talking about this for a long time, and. I am softening my stance on sound effects on the call-in show, but still, oh, hell yeah. the answer is no. But my in my <laughs> mind, it is softening. Okay, <laughs> what's going on? What's what's going on with the kitty cat? So I have my little anarch cat at home. Um, what's what's its name? His name. Are you ready? Is Funky Daniel. That is a very um, good name. I was expecting something like, uh, like uh, I always expect our listeners or people that we know to be like, my cat's name is Karl Marx. And it's like, well, I mean, come <laughs> on. Does everything have to be communism? <laughs> Sorry, don't you mean Karl 
meow. Oh, God. <laughs> Somebody out there has that cat. They're changing their cat's name right now. There's 15 people <laughs> listening to this show right now like, hey, man, it's cool that I named my cat Carl Marx, okay? <laughs> so how's Funky Daniel yeah. doing? He's doing great. Right now he's sitting under the couch, I think, just chilling, still adjusting. <laughs> what, uh, is, um, is, it, is, is Funky Daniel... Listen, I'm going to ask you this, and it's going to come off mean or whatever like that. Is Funky Daniel a stupid asshole or a good cat? No, so far he seems, like, pretty good. Okay. Like, he's timid, but, like, like he hasn't really explored the house at all. Um, That's a cat. You know, I haven't, like, well, like, you know, I thought, like, he'd be kind of, like, figuring out the space, you know? No, he's just, like, every time, like, I've left for work, you know, and, like, Whenever I come home, he's kind of just sitting where he's at. Like, you know, he's eating and stuff, but, like, just chilling. Yeah, well, let me tell you um, what. Let me give you a fair warning because we left my cat alone. Oh, for, well, not alone. Someone checked on Gumball. Stupidest cat in the world, too. Gumball peed all over the damn bed of when we course. were gone. Of course. See, this is the thing I can't stand. This disrespect of Brett that this cat... Is always getting down to peeing all over the place, eating his succulents. Like, if he's not going to say it, I'll say it. Okay. Gumball sucks, but <laughs> I hope you have better luck with Funky Daniel than Brett has with Gumball, who is really just like living with a home invader all the time. <laughs> Look, I'm not throwing any shade at you, but, uh, maybe, maybe he's, uh, just, you know, anti authority. Uh, well, definitely but, is scratched my one of my best pair of pants and ruined them. <laughs> I know he scratched at me one day for no like because my because Jason was there with his with his uh, backpack and the dumb cat sits on it and every time I walk by it the cat starts swiping at me like that's his backpack. I think your backpack gumball. <laughs> I hate that cat. Uh, I'm glad you is is so. You really do. I do. I really do. I hate gumball. People think that's a bit. It's like no. I would never I would never have a cat in my house. It's just not animals in the house to me. Now listen, if I lived alone are you still living alone, Elizabeth? Yeah. Yeah. A cat's fine in that case. Like an animal is fine. Another life force being in your home, I think it makes sense. But if you have human relationships and people at the house and stuff. Yeah, keep the animals outside. So, have you decided whether Funky Daniel is going to be an indoor cat or an outdoor cat? Uh, well, so he was living in a trailer park before, like an empty trailer, like an abandoned one, uh, with like a bajillion other cats. Um, so he was like kind of an outdoor cat by default. Um, but I'm on the third floor and lazy as shit. Uh, so he's an indoor cat now. Yeah, that's fine. I mean, they'll do better in there anyways. They're just gonna get run over mm-hmm. eaten by something bigger if you let them out. Yeah, and I'm plus I'm by some like pretty big streets, so like, yeah, yeah, wouldn't want to have to deal with that. Yeah, it's. Um, go- I'm glad you got a cat. How is the house doing now? You're probably about to have to pay rent, right? Yeah. Um. I mean, I just I have it set up so I pay online. Um, oh, I wish I could do terrible. that. My landlord okay. will only take a written check. Will not any other way to pay. I have to have 
I have minions oh. checks. And uh, I have to pay my rent with a check every month because he I actually was like, hey, uh, hey, uh, you should get a PayPal and I'll just pay you on my PayPal. You know, I get my pay on PayPal now. That's where I get my check. It would be really good. And he's like, oh, we have a PayPal. And I was like, oh, can I start paying you? He's like, eh, different account. Sorry, you can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> That's so weird. Uh, well, you know, are you in a complex or are you in like a, a, a like a yeah, landlord? Yeah, yeah, it's, it's pretty big. Which yeah, is, complexes. You know, nice and also tough. Yeah, complexes, though, here's my opinion on apartment complexes. Most preferable way to do apartment living is apartment complex. That is the number one most preferable way. My thing is that where I live, there's not apartment complex because if you want to live downtown, you're not going to get, there's not a lot of apartment complexes. So you can't really do that. Right. You have to live in a landlord house, but I have had nothing but great experiences. <laughs> not great, but you know, like it's just so formalized. It's so yeah. corporate. It's the difference. There are bad parts about it, right? It's, it's what we say about small business tyrants, right? It's that like, Nobody wants to work for a major corporation, but there are bonuses to working at a major corporation over having just oh, a small business tyrant, you know? Yeah, I mean, for yeah, the ma the maintenance is a hell of a lot easier and usually more regular because it's not like you're bugging somebody else that has another job that really didn't thought this was going to be passive income. So every time you ring them up, they're like... You know, figure it out yourself. <laughs> Pee in the bathtub. I, I get yelled at so much about my air conditioning filter. The filter in my furnace. Oh, he wants you to do that? Yeah. And pay for it. I'm like, Dude, that apartment complex I had in D.C., they showed up once a month and took those things out. I wouldn't like that, though, either. Don't be coming to my house every month. They were fine. You know? It's like... Let's chill out on the that is true. The I mean, they're in way, they're in their way more. They were in my house all the time. Yeah, they would just stroll in to change and do weird shit. Plus, DC had a lot of weird regulations too. Another thing: how many people can live in a place? An, go ahead. Another oh. thing I hated was that like they would just decide that they were going to do the parking lot. You know what I mean? Like, ah, oh, we're going to do the parking lot today. Everybody has to park on the other side of the complex, and it's like, come on, man. <laughs> like paving you mean yeah the because they do it uh, every year like now's the time of uh, year okay. where every parking lot is going to get paved that's going to be like the new thing like every year around august every business ever august or september every business is like we're going to pave our our uh we're going to pave our thing like they couldn't do it all throughout the year and it frustrates me nothing frustrates me like a parking lot that's half closed off i don't know why it bothers me but it just does i'm really like so irritated with construction is right now. How do you think things get built I just, and repair? I mean, you have to do maintenance. The thing about it is that you have to do maintenance on all this shit. That's what sucks about the world, right? Is well, that like life. we haven't figured out how to make roads that like, cause now I'm starting to notice that like everything now that I've lived in the same place for 10 years, like I've lived downtown for 10 years. I've noticed that like, Basically, the streets of a city, a mid-sized city, are rotating, being worked on constantly. It never ends. You know, it, it's like once they finish something, 
they go do a bunch of stuff. Once they finish that, they go back and finish the first thing they did. And it's just constant. And I, I can't stand it. It's too much. It's like, can we cool off for, can we like, can we like finish all the work and then take a step back and say, look what we've done. <laughs> We're going to take a year off. Yeah. You know, yeah. Have a party a little bit and, you know, enjoy it. Yeah. How's work them. going, Elizabeth? Uh, frustrating. Uh, I mean, like, it's the worst. Just like being, you know, having to just work for giant corporations. What, what hours uh, are you, how many hours a week are you doing now? Because the last time we talked, we advised you to, what was it? It was like, just keep your time if you can. What, what kind of hours are you working now? Well, so I actually just got back uh, on Friday. Um, I was volunteering at an LGBT summer camp um, for nice. like a week. Um, so, and during that time, we got like a new store manager, um, which is actually good because we just did not have one okay. at all. Um, you know, like you do. Um, what? Yeah, I've worked at so many places with so much time without a manager. It's actually, you know, people think that sounds sweet too. It's like, oh, we don't have a boss, but it's like, no, some dipshits in charge. (laughs) (laughs) Somebody that's worse than a boss is in charge. Somebody's willing to do boss stuff for no money. (laughs) Aren't even like they won't even sell out. You know, like a volunteer cop. It's like almost like a volunteer police officer that's just excited to do some bossing. (laughs) Yeah, uh, yeah. Um, that's going whatever. But at least they started scheduling me on six-hour shifts rather than four, which is like perfect. Yeah, you that's fifty percent more income. <laughs> yeah, um, that's a jump. But up. I'm looking for other places, um, preferably not in like the food service. Um, that's the dream, right I, there. I Look at Lucian Clark. Know why. Uh, just look at well, Lucian, oh. the person I did the show with, the 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 act, the trans activism show with, finally got out of retail, and and they were working in retail for, I mean, GameStop for eight years, and then mm-hmm. Home Depot, like so, it happens. You do end up getting out. <laughs> oh, for sure. Um, well, I mean. I'm pretty much just trying to get a lateral move at this point, you know, somewhere that's more bearable. Uh, some reason there's like, you know, family video. Hell they yeah. They still exist. Yeah. I there's don't one, know. Yeah. I saw, I drove by, there's one in like, uh, on this outskirts of my my part of town. Yeah. There's like three near me and they're all hiring, which mm. either means something just very bad happened. How does Uh-oh. how does a video store hiring? That's incredible if you if you like really think about it. I don't know, man. I mean, I go to the li- I use the library a lot. There's a ton of movies. Like if you get stuck in a Wikipedia hole on movies, you'll find out that ninety percent of them are like not in production or anymore, or they're four hundred dollars on Amazon or the li- And like the library is probably the only place to get them. So I- I've actually w- thought about going in because I. St- yeah, because You're so weird. There's, I want to see these movies. <laughs> I don't think they have them, dude. I think Family Video is. They got Street Card Name Desire, right? I doubt it. I bet they only got the new stuff, dude. Well, Redbox is doing. Yeah, they just really advertise the new stuff. Damn. I'm, I'm looking it up. I'm looking up what Family Video has. No, I wanted to rent like. Um, 
I wanted to rent uh, Earth Girls Are Easy or something. Nope. Nope. <laughs> You got to illegally down that. I mean, I we need to do I something. I don't do it, man. I've ru- I ruin every computer I illegally down with. I'm done with it. I'm off the torrenting. I'm only ripped from the library. I wait six weeks to get a movie sent all the way from another district, and uh, I patiently stream it up to my Roku. Yeah. Well, it's, it's probably just porn, though, right? Like, probably like some 50-year-old. like the business is definitely just all 50-year-olds that want to go run, uh, rent like butt slammers eight or whatever. You think they got, they got the, like the saloon doors. They always had the swinging saloon doors and you'd hear those things creak. And then you would just be like, who went in there? <laughs> I'll tell you who I really think it is. If you really want to know who I think is renting from family video, people without credit cards. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I mean, without, oh. you, yeah, you can't do Netflix. You can't do, or you can't do Redbox. There's no other way, but I have to say it's in a very affluent neighborhood where my family video is at. Like it's between, like some couple hundred thousand dollar houses neighborhood. Oh, dude. So I'm looking at their uh, part of their catalog here and they're a dollar ninety nine. It's a video club you can have sent to you and they do have Barbarella, Basket Case, Putney. Chud. They got Putney Swope. They got Chopping Mall. They got Cowboys versus Dinosaurs, Dr. Terror's House of... I'm looking at the B-movie. So the stuff you... Transmorphers? You di- Transmorphers kicks ass. <laughs> <laughs> Snakes on a Train. Yeah, they do. They Manos, the hand of hand of fake okay. killer clowns now, from outer space. Okay, okay. Poultry guys. We don't get any money. Well, we're and this is an anti ad once again. The famous Street Fight anti ad. You don't have to get any of your DVDs through the mail or through Redbox. Just drive down to the goddamn store, look at the covers, pick out one you like, read the back, and deal with it, what you get. And don't worry about what Rotten Tomatoes tells you or if anybody else is live tweeting it. Was it I was explaining this to my daughter. Uh, so I got on PlayStation like to look for movies. And she was like, what are all these movies? Nobody's ever even heard of these movies. These movies are stupid. I, nobody likes these things. And I was like, Gwen, back in the day, you used to just, like, it wasn't like you had a choice of three movies to rent. And you were just like, well, am I going to get the Infinity War or am I going to get the, uh, you know, you know what I mean? Like, the I've been complaining about the third shows. The next six third shows are going to have me complaining about how... When I was growing up, I'm going to do it on the show again. But when I was growing up, I haven't done this with Brett. And so he'll probably love it. Uh, When I was growing up on Friday night, like six movies came out. And it was like, oh, you pick which movie you go see on Friday night. You have to show up early to get the good one. Right. And it would be like the six movies would be like, oh, a horror movie came out. An action movie came out. A comedy came out. Now, every week, one movie comes out and it fills up the whole theater. And that's all that you can see. And it's like, boy, that's different. Like That's that's probably not a good thing. There's still lots of horror movies coming out. Horror does very well. People still show up for those. Well, PlayStation Plus. And they're super cheap. Yeah. Yeah. The PlayStation like Network. To make. Yeah. The PlayStation Network has movies. I've just every week they, it's like, look at the new movies and there's like 40 of them and you're like, what the hell? <laughs> See all this happen. Yeah. <laughs> but I explained to her that like there used to be a time where you just looked at the box and rented it and like it was like either it sucks or it's good, but it's something. Yeah. It's- you took a chance on it, really. Or like you like, I like those people. I'll, I'll just. See how they do in this one. Yeah. See how this new Brad Pitt is. Sorority Babes and the Slimeball Bowlerama. That was a movie that I oh, rented. Oh, that sounds bad. Yeah. yeah. 
I mean, if not great. People love those horror movies that were on VHS, and I think those things have become so popular now that they're putting them all out on DVD. Because I used to watch this movie all the time called Earth Girls Are Easy. That's yeah. I love that movie. And I also watched a movie <laughs> growing up a lot called Morons from Outer Space. And like, I don't think it was good. It was just like a movie, you know, that, that like had a funny name and I would go to the place and I would rent it, you know, I don't know yeah, if earth for anybody, young people, earth girl, earth girls are easy is Jim Carrey, Jeff Goldblum and Damon Wayans. Right. Yeah, I think so. Like, right. Early young. It's wild. Yeah. Came out now, it would just be called like girl. Cockblockers. Why do movies do that? What is it? Why do movies do that? Like they with like just the one word title to make it seem dramatic. Because everything's got to be like high grade now. Like back in the day, or or back in the past, like if you could get a movie made and put it on a VHS tape, then you had a good shot of like some people renting them because these video rental places just wanted a catalog. They wanted to be able to say, we got 500 movies in here, you know, but that's not the case anymore. The case now it it was like, this is the first time I remember this happening. There was a, a video store by my house called West coast video when I was growing up. Right. And they guaranteed when Robin hood, Prince of thieves came out on DVD, they guaranteed that you would be able to rent Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. No matter, anytime you go in there, it was always going to be in. I and, do remember those. And they just took like a whole wall of movies and replaced them with Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. Oh, and that was the beginning. Like they couldn't just put, they couldn't just put one box and be like, we have unlimited <laughs> Yeah, yeah. It had to take up so much real estate in the store. That was the beginning of them whittling down the amount of movies that you're allowed to have now. Well, and make. every movie's a fucking sequel, man. I, I mean, or a remake or a TV thing. Yeah, but that's or actually we just saw soft reboot. <laughs> <laughs> I love a good soft reboot. Brett did snort. I love a good soft reboot. I am. I'm into that. <laughs> yeah. Let's. Uh, the other stuff that sucked, we got rid of all of that. We took all the sucky stuff you didn't like before, and we're gonna give it another shot. <laughs> Superman number five. Um. Got us a new Spider-Man. I don't, guys, I don't know if you guys have ever watched the Web Letter Media guys on YouTube. They do movie stuff. Um, they have this video that comes out like every year called Fuck You, It's January. <laughs> Where they just go through like, like, it's sequels and more sequels. It's Fuck You, It's January. <laughs> yeah, nothing good is out. February too. Well, February actually oh, yeah. changed now. Because Black Panther made a ton of money. Now there's going to... I don't think there's a season anymore. I really don't. Now that the Disney makes all the movies, they just make money every month. They're just yeah, like... They're just, we can oh, do this any time of the year. Yeah, we'll have a Disney. Pixar in January, a Star Wars in February, a Marvel in March, another Marvel in April. Uh, you know, they, they just... Uh, it's unlimited with them. We'll have a Benghazi movie in June. <laughs> <laughs> like they, it's just they. Is there a Benghazi movie coming out? Uh, uh, there is a movie. I believe it's a movie about dogs that were in the army. 
like a movie about uh, how like, like talking dogs no no like when dogs first joined the army like it's like this is a movie about how oh, when the army was God. like you know we could get these dogs to smell this, and see if there's mines this ain't no goddamn you multi-species military <laughs> my father didn't serve next to heathen animals <laughs> and the dogs are like mm-hmm. And then there's this one guy that's like, I train dogs how to sniff out mines. Yeah. And then like, like, I'll put my best boy in green against any of those damn dirty dogs (laughs) in a mine finding battle. (laughs) Did you hear about the the robo dog show up? Did y'all hear about that movie that came out? I think it was like over the spring where Clint Eastwood made a movie about terrorists taking over a train and all of the people that started the movie were troops. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah, he was like, there's some troops in this movie. You probably didn't pay him anything. <laughs> oh my God, no. <laughs> like, I'm just happy to meet you, Mr. Eastwood. <laughs> Don't Eight you minute forget minute. it, kid. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta respect the troops. Yeah. You just gotta. Got to give them more movie roles, man. They're get discriminated against. Yeah. Yeah. You got to have real uh, killers play the killers in the movies. Dogs. <laughs> well, thanks for calling, Elizabeth. That was real fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anytime. We got to get to some more callers. Yeah, Thank we got you. other people. God, waiting. that is too funny. Soft reboot and troop movie. Yeah. Well, there's always a troop movie to see. Yeah, I got to find out. If it's really a troop dog movie, that's embarrassing. Like, it's weird. I did see a movie about how it's like. Dogs that serve? Yeah, troop dogs, man. They have, like, cool bulletproof vests on with, like, grenades hanging off of them. There's a movie coming out called Man's Best Friend, but not the cool one where the dog kills a mailman. (laughs) Do you remember that movie? No. So they invented a robo dog. And it goes on a killing spree. Yeah, they tend to do that. Man's best friend is actually the whole plot of it's right here. Reporter Lori Tanner investigating a story about animal cruelty gains access to a facility where dogs and cats are the subject of cruel experiments conducted by Dr. Jarek. After seeing the conditions of the lab, Lori flees the building, but massive escape dog Max follows her. <laughs> Lori decides to keep Max as a pet, but the seemingly lovable canine is a genetically altered dog with unusual abilities and psychotic tendencies that set him on a killing spree. Yeah, you got to wreak havoc against man, dude. They, you put all your trust in man, and he experimented on you. Yeah. Fuck him. Take him out. Get Experiment on yourself, get human brains, and do your own stuff. Yeah, the movie's called MBF, the new one. And well, uh My Best Friend? Man's best friend, oh, dude. Man's best friend. But uh it Why I, not woman's? Well Is that still diamonds in that world? And it, it, it's an engaging tale that shows oh, the parallels between the treatment of wounded military veterans and last chance shelter dogs. So they That's pair them the up. movie. Yeah. It's That's, like, that could, they could do that on a Facebook video. You could just they, do like a 90 second Facebook video of troops hugging dogs. Yeah. Do you need a whole movie of that? One of those videos, the AJ Express videos that come up and it's like half of them are somebody eating gold and the other half are like veterans having this, warm, heartwarming moments. Yeah. And now this video. Now this. <laughs> and then just some, some guy in a hospital bed getting his face licked off. <laughs> God damn it. Let's get another call in here. Dogs. Man's best friend. We should watch that. I'm in. Thank you for calling Street Fight. Who are we talking to? Hello. Howdy. Hi, it's Nairi from Los Angeles. Oh, oh one awesome. of our one of our uh, yeah. 
famous mods. One of yeah. your uh, Facebook pig admins. Whoop, yeah. whoop. That's the sound of the police. You're, you all are very good <laughs> at, at policing. How's it going, Nairi? Nairi. Nairi. Oh, I'm sorry. I've been yeah. saying your name one no, way. No, it's okay. It's complicated. Nairi. I'm saying it right now. Nairi. How's yeah. it going? How's it? You're, you're like, Pretty you're good. the thing that shocks me about you, not on Twitter and somehow found us. So I, I am kind of on Twitter. You sent me the link to the Facebook group on Twitter like a million months ago. <laughs> I thought I did not do that. Okay. <laughs> I thought there's one of the people that does stuff isn't on Twitter, doesn't use Twitter. I'm like, how'd you find us? I don't really use it a lot. I go on there like once in a while and then I get annoyed and then I get off. <laughs> yeah, that's about that's the healthy way to engage with Twitter. <laughs> right. Well, how's it going? Um, speaking of cops, so I live next to a cop, okay? And his mm. kids uh, don't seem to know who I am because I live with my parents right now, and they know my parents really well. So every time his fucking annoying little kids see me, they interrogate me about who I am. Oh, <laughs> and I'm no. like, he's teaching his, yeah, he's like teaching his kids to be cops already. What, They're like, who what? are you? Are you, are you a friend? Are you a cousin? I'm like, you, I've met you guys like multiple times. Calm down. Do you think he teaches his kids to be suspicious? Cause like, that's the thing about like, you know, I'm not trying to be understanding of cops, but like, I, I, I'm, I think uh, he teaches his kids to be assholes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I, do this, I mean, I, when we and my daughter are walking down the street, I give her contextual clues about stuff or like, what are we looking for? It's usually related to like not getting hit by a car or being polite or, you know, paying attention when somebody's walking. Um, I don't normally tell her that people are uh, out there trying to what rob the house, <laughs> rob the house next door or whatever in broad daylight. Walk right, up to the front. right. As I'm outside watering the plants, I'm <laughs> right. planning on robbing the house. Yeah. The, you, you, kids, you know, it may seem weird, but plenty robbers have water the plants as a cover while yeah. their buddy is loading the TV out the back door. I see it every day as a, mm-hmm. as my cop at my cop job. What do they call themselves? <laughs> they call themselves Leos. Now they call themselves Leos. Yeah. Oh, they yeah. love they, 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 anytime that somebody uses Leo as like a thing. You're like, this is, let's not have this conversation. How's that sound? No. <laughs> yeah. You know that they're Blue Lives Matter people and they're jerks. Yeah. <laughs> because they went from, like, when I was growing up, uh, I, and my dare officer, Officer Shirley, I actually called her a cop, and she was like, that is actually a slur against the police. <laughs> and I was what? just like, because of that no. movie. Really? There's a movie? Um, uh, the, what's the what's the funny cop movie from the eighties? Super Cop? No. Police Academy. Police Academy. Oh, I love that movie. Yeah, because they made everybody cops, which was meant civilian on patrol. And oh, so they hired just... all those lackeys to oh. be, call them cops. That's just Police Academy Four, though. The rest of them. Oh God, those movies. Were I think that's good. what did it. I think that's when I can remember being like, "Oh, I didn't know that's bad. I'm switching to that." Yeah. I remember <laughs> being like, "I'll call them cops now." I mean, we just always you called them a civilian man we don't we just always call them cops we just always well yeah cops and robbers is a popular too. game yeah it's a slur so it's a slur. use it as often as can you we can make it into a slur? slur like can we do more to make it into a slur like we have to say it with like a hard p you do it's because most people are not being like disrespectful when they say it well actually you are when you say cops it is never in a positive light you when you say oh no the cops no that's not true well, who's, That's not true. People refer to them as cops all the time. In a positive like in a way? in a totally normal manner. I was, like in a normal way. 
I always feel yeah. like, like when people, the only time you say the cops is like, there's a cop around a corner bothering people. There's, they have a cop in the grocery store now or, you know, like bad oh, things. Yeah, I don't know. Oh man, we were on vacation. There was a goddamn fireworks display. So one of those rich assholes that rented out one of those huge mansions on the beach had like the best fireworks. And so then we all go out to the patio and we're watching these fireworks and all of a sudden we see this cop slow rolling up with the lights off like try no and like engine <laughs> a neutral or something and and so uh the guy I was with ended up saying hootie who to let him know <laughs> <laughs> but i don't i mean i'm i oh, that's the worst they just they're there to... i kind of feel bad calling them pigs cuz pigs are such like gentle intelligent creatures <laughs> yeah pigs are smart and cops aren't yeah 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 no i know but like we've gotten so used to call like i call them pigs all the time i don't even say police officers i call them pigs like in front of other people in front of children whatever to teach the kids that they're pigs pigs pretty low man it's, a, it's unfortunate to be a pig and like once you get to know them individually they're all great but to, as a whole they just seem pretty disgusting yeah, they're just gross that that's the thing no they're not though mm, yeah the know, wallowing man. in filth yeah the, they the over no those are all stereotypes <laughs> these, these socialists with their well, like I, I feel like we should be calling them like mosquitoes or something that everyone hates you know i mean okay i one time okay. told my daughter that i wanted to kill all the mosquitoes on the planet and she said you can't do that because they're part of the food chain and i'm like well let's just see what happens She's right yeah. you know she's right she's right <laughs> so, the world would like die within like months if all the mosquitoes died I'm I'm like I I just think when something bugs me it's like why don't we just kill like the flies I'm always like why don't we just ki- like invent something that kills all the flies Well I like yeah. killing them individually though <laughs> okay. like I like smashing one and being like hey, everybody see that first try first try <laughs> I had a big fat dumb the best fly is when you can like snatch him out of the air Oh I know you just, feel like like a freaking hero when you do that I uh there was a moth on that was bugging us and i rolled up real slowly on it and i grabbed it by the wings and was just holding it in my hand and my wife and kid were fantastic just, yeah their draw their jaws dropped and i just threw it outside and it flew away <laughs> and, I, and i went back to like making dinner you didn't even kill it even better yeah i don't kill things i'm i'm very against like killing i like, don't either the only thing i kill inside the house are ants because like there's so many of them right everything I, else gets caught and released yeah because i'm i'm big on like this is their like as much as I badmouth animals, it's like this is their place. Like, world. where are they supposed to go? Yeah, you know why? What are we just yeah. like deciding that like, oh, this is mine now, so a bird can't be in this part of the earth? It's oh like, God, have you had a bird in your house? <laughs> <laughs> they do not like it. They do not want to be in there. <laughs> I've had to catch a couple birds in a t-shirt. I I've only ca- I've only had one experience like that, and it was my brother lived in an apartment. That had bats that would come down his uh, chimney, and that was scary. Like I will admit, like we did not like dealing with bats, like catching them in a thing and then taking them out. Bats are the worst, man. We kill all the bats. I probably. love bats. I, I had no. No, you can't kill all the bats. Then the mosquitoes will take over. No, yeah, bats are great. <laughs> they mostly just bats eat fruit, fantastic. dude. They're just mostly chill out on bananas and shit. They eat fruit and mosquitoes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's what they do. So here they keep the world clean. Well, we have at my house that's actually pretty cool, and I don't know how exactly to find it. It was a gift, but it's like a little trap door insect catcher thing. So there is this plastic box 
and you trap the bug inside the box. And then there's a little slider with this piece of plastic that goes underneath it. And there's a magnifying glass mm. on top. So you can like look at it and everything, but it doesn't hurt it in any way. But then you can like catch it, look at the beetle or whatever, and then throw it outside. It's awesome. Mm. My kid loves it. Is it, it. Like, a, like from a kid's like science kit or something? It is. <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's a kid's <laughs> yeah. toy. But uh, yeah. I recommend it yeah. for all the compassionate adults that are thinking about the lives of bugs. Yeah. I just don't like <laughs> killing like a daddy long legs because like it accidentally showed up in my house. You know, like, oh, well, they yeah. just, I mean, that's why I say like if everybody stops freaking out about it, it's just going to like crawl up the wall and disappear and we'll never know. I say that all the time to, to my family. Yeah. It's like, stop yeah, yeah, yeah. caring. We don't like, kill, we don't kill spiders. Yeah. You don't have to like no, let them no, crawl no. all over your eyeballs and shit. No. My kid, like, there's this, there's this musician that apparently has taken the entire world by storm named Billie Eilish. And she did a video where she put a spider in her mouth and let it crawl out onto her face and stuff. And I personally thought it was neat. And so does my daughter. And I'm like, maybe these kids are more woke about bugs than we were back <laughs> in the day where we would have just chewed it and ate it as a dare and laughed about it, you know? Billy oh man, Alex. every time you talk about people that like Gwen follows, like I don't know any of them and I'm not that old, but it makes me feel so old. Aren't you? Like I don't know any of these YouTube stars. I don't know anything. Why do I feel like you know Shane Dawson? I don't know who Shane It's not Dawson. you. It's one of the other admins is into Shane Dawson. And I'm it always like, not me. wow, man. <laughs> uh, Shane Dawson is a comedian and my daughter watches his stuff constantly and like yeah, she, I mean, they just live in a different world than we do. It, it would have been that way. It, it would have been that way, though, anyway. It's like the internet doesn't like... The, it's not the internet. They would have been watching it's TV not, yeah, shows. Yeah, it's not just the internet. Like, yeah. I don't know anyone who's on TV. Like, their their age of, like, TV shows, like, I don't know any of them. I don't know any of the new musicians. Like, I don't know anything that's, like, pop culture now. Yeah, I, honestly, and I once of, you're... I feel like it's, uh, Sorry, go ahead. Once you're not a teen anymore, there's no reason to know that stuff. Yeah. Is is my like now I that guess, I know I what know. the stuff is, I'm like I see it and I'm like, hmm, not interested. And the pressure is completely off now, where everybody is like really trying to be into as much stuff as possible. You know, they listen to like the knife and Dolly Parton. You, like people are trying to <laughs> run the gamut of everything. And Billy Ellis. Yeah. And Billy Ellis. Yeah. Billy Ellis. Is I guess, the girl. I, yeah, like that's older references, but I'm just saying for them, it's like they're not as tied down to one, uh, one particular like scene. Well, the way I, that I feel like the world true. was before. I do feel like there yeah. are certain like popular things oh, that yeah. all the kids have to be into, Absolutely. like Maroon 5. And, and that dance where they fucking kick and do their arm at the same time. Yeah. Oh, they love to whip and nay nay too. They're, Still? I mean, yeah. Dude, the they love to hit the quad. Isn't that old by now? No. That's, yeah, that's just like two or three years old. Every single kid at vacation, if, isn't it if the, any music isn't came... Isn't the music the Kiki dance? That the, too. Like, the I Kiki, Don't You Love Me, That whatever that, that is. That is popular right now. I haven't now. seen... I didn't see it in person, and it's it's a little bit more involved and takes more skill than just jumping and kicking and pumping your fist. Yeah, it also involves like a car, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, to do it right. Yeah. Unless you're Will Smith. You, and you have to, like, ghost ride it. Building. Yeah, Gwen wanted to do the dance, that Kiki thing. Oh, she and should. And I was like, mm, I'm not going to do anything with the car. I want to see that blooper. <laughs> she, you'll never see that. That she'll cut out. You know how she is. She's like, if she's not immediately good at it, she's done. Right. Oh, 
Yeah, you got to get into oh, the man. teen stuff. You, you be our teen correspondent. No. Teen, be into teen stuff. Listen to some Billie Eilish and tell. We well, we already teen, have one. We need a teen correspondent. We need like we need like a teen, like an actual like sixteen year old on like the mod group. Mm, so shout out if there are any sixteen year olds out there listening to Street Fight. This show, I would like we'll to know. Admin. Yeah, I would like to know <laughs> if there's any sixteen year olds listening to Street Fight. I'm sure there's like one. I hope there are. You know, yeah. I mean, I feel so sorry. I hope you for guys him. are like secretly radicalizing a whole generation. I mean, I know we met two young dudes at. Uh, they're going to hear this now at the live show that we recently did. Yeah, that they showed up on LSD and they were young as hell. I was like, oh, are you, what are you doing? <laughs> Listen to this fresh show. Face. We yeah. can't drink, sir. <laughs> <laughs> like, what are you doing? I can't believe you listened to this. Why would you want to listen to this? <laughs> Just looking at, because I think this show is weird for a teen, you know, would be weird for a yeah, teen. Yeah, it's pretty to grown. I mean, like to. I said, yeah, this is like even worn down into a nub already. I just worry for what that kid's life is like. If <laughs> they're 17 and they're already just groaning about the fucking world like this. <laughs> I mean, true. you gotta have a little bit of promise before you get smacked down and be like, oh, really? It is like, it's gonna be like this for a long time. <laughs> I like to listen to two world weary dads for four hours a <laughs> week. <laughs> I don't know. I think I feel like it would it would be refreshing. Like you, I was I was like always in like a straight A student, like all AP classes, all this stuff. Lots of like not pressure from my parents or anything, just pressure from society to go to college and succeed and all this shit. I think if I was like sixteen or seventeen, I heard someone like you guys like talking about how like realistically how shitty the world is. I'd be like, oh, okay, all right. So right. it's okay if I don't succeed because most other people don't succeed either i actually always think that like listening to this would like the the problem with listening to street fight is is like if i was 16 and i heard it i would totally let off the gas at that point like well there's no reason to do anything (laughs) like these two guys are 40 i I would have just felt better about not being a huge success i think i would have just felt like i wouldn't have felt like the kind of guilt that i felt over the last few years yeah. About well, like yeah. not living up to my potential. Yeah, and I think it can be liberating as well because it's like you can also do your weird little thing and be minor league successful and have a much better existence than giving in and saying capitalism ruins everything, therefore I can't have a do anything fun, you know. Yeah. Well, yeah, I would love for teens to hear this and decide they were going to do the fun stuff and not give a shit what adults think about them because that would be – I mean, that's kind of where I'm at is like I, I, that's the reason for the show in a weird way is to tell people that we're all in the same boat, you know, like we're all yeah. in the same boat. It sucks. And, you know, the way that you feel is normal. You know, it's it's not uh, exactly yeah. the things the the anxiety you feel about the world is the same anxiety that everybody else feels. Because we're all, but, but like, like, I'm sure that in your mind, you're like, well, I'm not going to college and things aren't going really great, but everybody else I know has it all together and everything's going well. And it's like, nope, that's not true. Actually, not every, nobody knows what they're doing. No adults, none. I'm 40 and I don't know anything about this world, you know, and I never will. And now that I'm doing this, I feel like I never will know. Like people call this show for advice from us. And we're just two dudes that have just lived through a bunch of stuff. Like we didn't do anything to, to like, We've never done anything to uh, give people the idea 
that we're able to to solve problems or anything like that, you know, other than we've but been you around know what you longer. Have done, what you guys have done is you're you're very truthful and honest and like down to earth and like if someone's fucking up you'll tell them that they're fucking up and if someone like needs to you know be kind of righted on their path like you guys will lead them down maybe a better path and give them some options like a lot of people go through life with no one being honest with them about anything and like listening to you guys it's been like i don't know a year or a year and a half that i've been listening to you guys you guys are like very very truthful and almost brutally honest sometimes about stuff and people need that yeah, nobody's out. Nobody. I mean, that's the service. When I talk about like this show, I don't think like I don't think it's activism. You know, like I would never think a podcast is activism, especially a podcast that's trying to make money and stuff and is is entertaining mm-hmm. and shit. But I do think that like if there's anything I can do in this world, like my role seems to be now to explain to people that they're not alone and that like. The person next to them at work is just as worried about their position in the world as they are. Because if somebody had told that to me when I was a teenager or when I was, you know, 26 and I was having panic attacks, nobody ever told that stuff to me. The first person in my life that ever was honest about getting a payday advance was Brett. Nobody else ever was mm-hmm. honest to me about like I've gotten payday advances and I've gotten them over and over again. Nobody ever said that. But Brett somehow like him and I were just in a conversation and we talked about, oh, yeah, I got payday advances for like five or six years and he wasn't embarrassed about it. But I mean, obviously, we were both embarrassed about it because it, it there is a shame tied to that. But like the fact yeah. that he was willing to say it to me made me feel comfortable talking to him. And the fact that that happened with him means that us saying stuff like that and people listening to it, hopefully that's happening with them. They're like, Oh my God, I'm not the only person that has gone through these things. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. yeah, And I grew up as a kid going to those places and I saw other kids when I was there too. So I know it's not like a totally isolated (laughs) experience. Yeah. But it feels like (laughs) one when you're doing it, it does when you have to get off work on Friday and go to the payday advance place and pay them so that you can come back tomorrow and write another check to get your money. You can't go directly to the bar after work when everybody's like, we're going straight to Brewster's and you're like, oh, I'll see you in like an hour. I got to go. stop and do something. I got to run some errands and right. then get ripped off by a loan shark real quick before you head out to the bar. Pay $6 oh, no. to pay your stupid electric bill, you know, or whatever. Pay 10% more on your electric bill because you're broke and nobody will give you a bank account. Yeah. Go cash your check for $4 in grocery coupons and then run over to the payday place and pay it or, off. Or like one of the most isolating experiences in the world that people don't ever think about is when you go out. The weirdest thing that we do is we go out to like the bar, right? Like we go out to the bar with our friends and we're hanging out and we're all anxious about our money and we're all checking our bank accounts and stuff like that but nobody wants to show that so they're like I'll buy around and then they're thinking like I'll have, oh no I'll have frozen pizzas like 2 days sure. this week <laughs> I do have a bag of potatoes <laughs> That I need to get into. (laughs) Yeah. And everybody does it. This isn't just like a thing that like only broke people do. It's like everybody around you is concerned about their bank account, but that you can't show that in person because there's a stigma to it, which is weird because everybody has it, you know, and that is capitalism telling you that like being poor is wrong. 
I guess, would be, yeah. you know. Being it, poor is wrong or ever having been. So one of, I'm on like a mission to break down stigmas. And one of the things that I always use as like an example for my own life is, um, so me and my family are, were immigrants. We came here when I was a year old. And um, my parents got welfare, like for a very short amount of time. But we were on food stamps, we were getting welfare, we were on Medi-Cal, all that stuff. And now, I mean, my parents are both very successful. They have multiple homes, they have nice cars, all this shit. But, like, um, we always talk about, like, we were on welfare. We had food stamps. There's nothing embarrassing about that. Like, those government programs exist to help people get a step up in this world and to help them get going. You know, there's nothing fucking embarrassing about it. And even for the people that, like, always have had welfare and always have had food stamps and whatever, so fucking what? Not everyone is meant to work their asses off all the time. Some people want to be artists. Some people want to sit at home and do fucking nothing. And that's okay. That's okay. Well, that's also an antagonism. That's to me is like an, a class antagonism thing too. Cause when you think oh, about the amount of people that could get welfare that don't, that's the depressing oh, yeah. thing. They don't get it because oh, yeah. they're embarrassed to get it. And then they're they dislike yeah. the people who get it. And it's like, no man, just go get it. You'll be no, all right. Man, you- paying into it you've been paying into it your whole entire fucking life where do you think those taxes go to so i i hadn't been working for the last couple of years i just started working again regularly in june and uh when my uh cobra insurance like the insurance i was paying for for my previous job ran out um i like was immediately straight up on that like i'm gonna get on medicare why not i've been paying into this for the last like 15 years making a shit ton of money and paying my taxes like the government owes me. Why shouldn't I take advantage of it? Take it you out. Know? Yeah. Well, they don't I, make it easy to sign up for. I'll say that. <laughs> yeah. No. It, it's. I mean, it seems like a huge pain in the ass. Well, thank you for calling. It is a huge pain in the ass. Nairi. Thank you. Can I do like a Nairi? Yeah. Can I do like a really quick shout out? Yeah. Absolutely. Um, to the SoCal. Yeah, the SoCal Street Fight family. Um, if you, if any of you listeners are living in Southern California, um, get in on the SoCal Street Fight group. Um, I'm actually hosting like a little get together, smoke sesh, whatever next week. So get in on there and come over and we'll hang out and we'll have a great time. Thank you for calling. That's awesome. Thank you. Enjoy guys. doing these local hangouts. We love that that's happening. Yeah. Yeah. That's really yeah. Cool. We, we had one earlier this summer. It was great. That's great. That is beautiful to me. Well, thank you for calling in. Yep. Have a good one. Uh, yeah, that's cool. I, I'm in the SoCal Street Fighters group and pay attention to what they're doing. And How dare uh, you? It's pretty not, neat. You're not in SoCal. Get out I'm of not. here. I'm just a lurker. You're a, a lurker. What is the other thing you are? You're like, you're just spying on those people. It's sickening. Yeah, I want to get, um, I don't know. I want to get, um, you know how like, uh, when you got signed to Rockefeller Records, they would give you a chain. Yeah. I want to do that. For like the mods, I want to figure out how to make a big gold chain or something <laughs> to give. Because uh, we'll run into them a, f- a few of them on the live show tours, but I got to figure out how to do that quickly. Yeah, you do. Um, let's see who's on the phone. Let's take, take one more. Let's take one more and our take our break. I'm putting a playlist together right now, so we need to. Yeah, I'm trying to figure out. Will we be able to dump the audio on the stream, Jason? Are we going to be able to dump the audio on the stream? Okay, sorry, stream people. We love you, you but we got to take cool a break because we need a we need time. I'm sorry. Thank you for calling Street Fighter. Who are we talking to? 
Uh-oh. Hey, oh. um, this is Kayla. Oh, hey, how are you? You, I feel <laughs> terrible because you got on hold last week and tried to call in, and then I didn't get in here because we're dinguses. And uh, then listen, I called like 35 times, but I only sent you the screenshot of 16 because I was like, I don't want them to know how many times I called. (laughs) I would have done the same thing. That is so me. Like, yeah, it's going to work. I'll get in there. My partner was like, you should have just you have to confess that at the beginning of your call, because that's just too funny. And I was like, oh. Guess I'll do it. I used to. I mean, like, I've my wife was asking me actually if I've ever called into a radio show, and I said no. But that's because I was afraid. I think if this show was yeah. around, I might have called in because we're nice. But I always was like scared that like I'd call in and they'd be like, "Oh, what's this? This is because I've heard it happen on so <laughs> many shows, like where people are like, nobody cares about that. And it's like, oh, dang, man. Okay, well. yeah, <laughs> I um. As, like, a really young kid, listen to talk radio, like, um, like the weird ones about UFOs, and, like, my mom was really into that shit, and, like, um, I, I tried calling in, and they were like, who is this little girl? <laughs> <laughs> well, what's going on? I, was I know like, you, fuck, I don't know. You have some stuff going on, so I, I kind uh, of been following it, so... Yeah. What what is I I don't know exactly what happened, <sighs> but I know you're having job issues. Yeah. Job okay. Issues. So I basically have volunteered with this nonprofit for almost five years now, and they paid for my schooling. And I was like, okay, cool. I'm going to be a hairstylist. I'm going to work for myself. I don't have any um, debt because I, you know worked it out this way. I don't have parents and stuff, so I had to figure out a way to get my shit paid for. So I did, right? And so the process has been nickel and diming me the whole way. Like, I've been working on getting licensed for a really long time, and before you're licensed, salons will just take advantage of you. Like, straight up, you are just totally fucked, um, and they admit it. They're like, yeah, you know, you should be happy that we're treating you okay here because another salon will fuck you worse. Oh, this sounds like, see, that, I mean, you know, like. Hey, it's what, called paying your dues, Kayla. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like doing. Yeah, that's what they say, actually. Oh, I know. Oh, exactly. I mean, <laughs> that, they get, that's a, get rid of lots of, uh, lots of heinous work environments happen because of paying your dues. Yeah. And, and you're like in a trade. I mean, like they don't. I don't think they call it a trade, but barber or hairstylist is a um, trade. They do. They do. They okay. still do. That's great because like I, it's like, you know, in Ohio, if you're a felon, you're not allowed to be a hair. You're not allowed to get a license to do hair here at all. So that is like this really weird thing that I know that bothers me. <laughs> That's really strange. There's like 400 jobs you can't get. There's one of lots them. of felon hairstylists. Oh, really? That Well, that's, at least they do it. <laughs> yeah. Off the books. Um, you know, I'm not sure because lots of hairstylists are off the books. Um, and there's lots of sketchy shit going on in the beauty industry, like really bad, like enough that there's this whole website dedicated to like, it's called this ugly beauty industry and they actually have their own podcast. 
so you know, of course, I yeah. listen. Yeah, but, that sounds like um, a great podcast. Though. Yeah, I've linked it. I've linked it in the group a couple times because I'm like, hey, if there's any hairstylists in here, like this is um, you know, they have an entire like breakdown of all the ways you can get fucked, like. Um, so basically I sent that, <laughs> that link to my bosses and I was like, these are all the ways you've been fucking me. Um, you're extremely exploitive. Like, I think I sent a screenshot of the email actually in the group too, but basically I called the department of labor and, you know, I'm here in Orlando, Florida and Florida has a different minimum wage than the federal minimum wage, but it's only like a dollar more, you know, they just wanted to be like, hey, we'll throw you a dollar. We raised it. It's like exactly a dollar more. Yeah, we're helping you yeah. out. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, what are you complaining about? We raised the minimum wage. It's raised. Okay. Technically, it's raised. I know. Wait, but <laughs> hold, hold your horses, though, because the Department of Labor, when I called them, was like, oh, actually, we only w- uphold the the seven twenty five, not the eight twenty five. Oh, so oh. I'm like, wait, what are you talking about? Well, how how were you like, can I ask how you were like, so, so what was, what was the like situation that you were dealing with? You, you got a job before you were licensed. Cause do you have to do a certain amount of hours before you're licensed to do it? Um, in certain states, yes. Here in Florida, it's very lax. Like you just go to school, you can get a job while you're in school, and you can work kind of like under someone else's license. But once you're out of school, you just have to take that test, and you are licensed. And the test has no hands-on anything. It's just on a computer. Um, tedious bullshit. You have to pay sixty-five dollars to apply and then $45 for each test. And, you know, I've been trying to apply for the past two weeks and it's just ridiculous. It's bureaucratic bullshit. It's horrible. And it's not what I signed up for. I was like, I want to be a hairstylist so that I can be my own boss. (laughs) That is not what's happening. They never let you actually any of those jobs where they say where you think you can like do that. They always give you some sort of a boss and like like credentialing is that's like a huge thing. So uh, Mm. were you working in like were you working for less than minimum wage? Um, Okay, so I was told that I was going to pay paid hourly minimum wage and I was like okay so when do I start clocking in and they're like uh there's no time clock we aren't fancy and I was like there's free time clock apps like we could write this down on paper like I'm like how are we gonna do this (laughs) like because I'm not I told them I'm not comfortable with that and they were like you know oh I'm so sorry I don't want our producer Jason to hear this because I just I just sent him a roundabout number on his hours and now you're <laughs> going to give him some ideas on how shit should change around here. <laughs> that is so I'm annoyed. I'm, I am I am super annoyed with where's the time clock? Oh, we don't have one. We're not fancy. <laughs> like you know that that well, just I was means just you're kind gonna- of like. I mean, I just know that that means you're going to get ripped off. That what that means is. They're going to take, they're going to guess less hours yeah. every time than you think of you're going to get. You're going to be, yeah. you're going to be running around. They're going to be like, going to see you making a glass of water and then they're going to start the time clock. Like they're going to check their watch at the time yeah. you know, when you've been there for 15 minutes or so. 
Is that what they... Well, that's kind of what she said. She she was like, you can't be sitting down now. Now that you want to talk about hours, you can't sit down. And oh, I was like, what? That sounds... Oh, my God. They're like, look at the mess you just made for yourself. Now we have to teach you because you asked about the clock. Why can't you sit down? Like, what is this thing? Oh, God. What is the... Th- that is like the most ultimate, if you can lean, you can clean. So what... I, let me ask you this. Actually, I, I have I just thought of this, but did you have to buy all your own stuff too, like and bring it there? Okay, so okay, so most of the hair schools provide you with a kit, is what they call it, and they give you the shittiest quality, like dirt fucking starting tools. Like you're not going to be able to use this shit once you're like once you're out of school. You realize that everybody else's tools are like thousands of dollars and super fucking expensive and they don't work like yours so you're already at a disadvantage because all you have are these shit tools that are falling apart and it's like you know my kit costs three thousand dollars it included an ipad but you know my ipad got stolen at school and then they're not liable for anything that is stolen at school. How did, how did, what was the iPad necessary or was it like to do your homework and stuff on? Um, you know, I would honestly vote that it was totally necessary and a really good idea instead of having books. Um, I really appreciated it because I used it as a giant phone. Yeah, saying it can also, it's like an extra TV that you can take around the house. I used it for books. I bring it to the bars with me. Oh, no. I carried an iPad as a phone for like two weeks because I broke mine and it was the worst. No, I didn't. I I had an iPad as a phone for a few months. I did it for like six months. And my friends were like, Kayla just doesn't have a phone. You have to Facebook messenger her. And like, it was just known. And then I got a phone and everyone was like, oh, she's going to be easier to contact. And like, no. No. Nope. I'm not. (laughs) That is. Um, uh... But basically, like. Sorry. <laughs> that that if you can lean, you, I haven't heard a oh you sat down. I haven't. We haven't heard an if you can lean, you can clean story on this show in so long that it's. I mean, I hate that it happened to you, but it's sort of refreshing to know that there's still people that get like somebody that is your boss is furious that you're sitting down on yeah. their money. Like, what kind of a fucking person? Like, can't like yeah, I'm paying you. <laughs> Yeah, the thing is, like, my actual boss was um, pretty cool. Uh, My manager was the one that was shitty. And my actual boss was like, yeah, I can't be a manager because I hate managers. And I was like, I feel you. (laughs) Like, she just wanted to come in and, like, not do anything and not worry about anything. And, you know, whatever, steal money from us. She's not the best. I'm not, you know, on her side. But she just kind of, like, stayed in her own lane and didn't bother me. So I was kind of like, okay. You know, she wasn't yelling, micromanaging me like this fucking lady was. And it's just like, you know, I sat down and did the math and I compared it to my time clock that I had on my phone. And I was like, these motherfuckers have been stealing $100 a month from me Ooh. for the four months I've worked for them. So I'm still contacting a lawyer. I mean, I'm still contacting a lawyer because to me, you know, it's like they've been in business for 19 years. They've probably been doing this to all 
of their employees for the entirety. You know, they're getting renovations. She's got three cars. They go on vacation every week. It's, yeah. like, ridiculous. That is such classic small business tyrant. Like, probably got a jet ski, I'm sure, down in Florida. <laughs> you know, can I, yeah. well, can I, I ask, uh, did you... So did you you confronted them about the money that they had ripped you off yes. for? Can I and and what was the response yes. to the cuz listen all your you're really you're saying you worked there for 4 months, right? They all, yeah, like all four they and a half. all they owe you is $400. And I would think that that is that's I mean that is a huge amount of money for me and it probably is for you or or for Brett but to them oh my god it's tremendous for me yeah four hundred dollars <laughs> like could change like a week or two for like you know yeah, that because, makes it different for a whole month yeah yeah I and mean, that takes care of a few essential bills and to make the problem go like it's so crazy that like they didn't even give you the money just to make the make you go away you I know. Mean, well, no, they, they tried. Okay, so basically, they so I told them, hey, I worked half my shift, and I was like, hey, I need to talk to the two of you in the back. I treated them like they were employees. It was really fun. <laughs> I was like, I have to talk to you two in the back. And she was just blabbing off to a client about how I was going to help her with her really busy day tomorrow, and I was like, hell, I'm going to fuck you, bitch. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm like, I'm going to try need to talk to you in the back, and like pulled them by their ears, and I was like, you know, made sure that I was talking loud enough for clients and shit to hear because fuck you. And so I was like, I just want to let you know, um, the conditions here are not okay. And I packed up half of my things. I'm going to leave now. Um, and I'm going to send you an email with all the money you owe me and commissions and for hourly. And they were like, oh, I owe you money. I'll write you a check right now. I'll write you a check right now. And I was like, no, actually, I'm just going to report you, and I'm going to make sure that I stick up for everyone else in here, too. So don't just write me a check right now. No, thanks. Like, I'll actually do due diligence here. Like, I'm going to be contacting people. Good luck with this because I, mean, I like, nah. Like, I mean, the damn, thing is, damn. well, here, let's let's – Let's like really look at it though, right? Like, like they. So she says, "I want you to keep track of my hours." She sits down. They're so mm -hmm. annoyed with her that she sat down that they're like, "No, you have to stand up." Like that's not that's just an unnecessary thing that they did, and they did that mm -hmm. not because of some not because it solved any problem, but because they were being petty and they didn't want you sitting down because right. you were sticking up for yourself. So yeah. I think that right. like, it, it was a hostile work environment. And yeah. I, I think that being like, no, I don't want your check. I'm going to report you to somebody is fine. I need You're to get, doing what they did to you. You yeah, know, that is a small business tyrant. Exactly. I mean, that is a tyrant. I, I said, listen, Bullying. I have been only, I've worked for mostly small businesses. My aunt fucking opened a small business. Okay. Like I was like, lady, you can't fuck me. I know your tactics. My <laughs> aunt used them. Okay. Like, come on, um, ma'am. I listened to a podcast where all they talk about is, <laughs> I think I know. I have a degree in small business tyranny. Okay. 
I mean, it was really helpful, like, because I know that I can only withstand so much, and, like, I had to find the other street fighter in the salon, and I found her, and I told her, like, okay, come on, we can leave this place, we can split the rent of, like, a booth rental, which is basically, like, a little studio space where, you know, stylists can go and basically pay fucking rent that costs more than my house rent but if we split it and shit you get the first month free like I found all this information went up to her and she's just like you know I have a kid I can't risk it like that's like opening a new business and I'm like fuck man yeah I mean that's rough it's (laughs) so what what are are, is are things looking up now for you like how, how are things going um so I got hired at this barber shop, <laughs> scared of beards, so we'll see how that goes. You're scared um, of beards. And <laughs> I'm not into them. I just, uh, too close to the mouth. And like, I just, I guess if you I work know, with like, hair on, you get stuck in there. I guess if you work on hair on people's head, then I can see where you would be nervous about hair around somebody's mouth. Like, I think it is like such a, I mean, you have to be one-on-one with them. Yeah. Like eye contact. How freaky is it, Ugh. like, cutting dudes' hair, like, after you've only done... Because did you only do women at the other place? Oh, hell no. I made a point to be mostly in the barber section, actually, because I noticed that all the money right now in the hair world is in barbering. Oh, yeah. Um, right. And especially for women, because they're like, ooh, look at her, girl. Ah, she's insane. <laughs> well, the non-sexist reason also is that men, like, the opinions of women when it comes to stuff like that better too you're right you're right and trust to do something that isn't going to make you look like rambo i and mean you should also get pretty like, much you know you could open like an old-timey barber shop with like a skull with two razors under it and dudes like go crazy <laughs> for that man dudes are going nuts for those old-fashioned barber shops still to this day that, that i, I want got a shave i once got a shave like i got my head shaved and my beard shaved and when i was done they charged me 80 dollars, and i was like hachi machi this is some business i think i have to do this mm-hmm. by myself now mm. yep well and it's it's kind of like the well the barber shop that i'm working at i explained my situation to them they immediately were and empathetically like oh my gosh I'm so sorry that's horrible and then you know I explained that to them just because I was like this is why I can't afford to pay for my licensing which was only like 165 or something and they're like hey we'll pay for that for you yeah and I'm like what That's Seriously? cool. Good. That's great. And this is the day after quitting. So I was like, oh my gosh, you guys are saviors. Like, you know, I really like, and I feel like, you know, they were really cool about it. They did have me sign something saying like I would pay them back, but they said, it also said in the thing I signed that they would waive it if I got someone else to work at the barbershop. And I'm like, that's going to be so easy. Like all yeah. my friends need jobs. That woman, you know, with the kids. So basically... That woman with the yeah, kid could come that's what there. I'm saying. You could steal well, her. No, it has to be a barber. It has to be a barber, like a master barber. Oh, a master. I wish barber. I could steal her. Yeah, that would be. That's yeah, always funny that means. when you quit a job. Like it's so funny when you quit a job and you get somebody from that job another job, like a real dick. That's like such a dick move when, like you, like I've done that that's before. That's what I'm trying. <laughs> I got a job when I first my first I, I'm job. I'm trying to 
be as petty as possible. My first job was at McDonald's, and I only had like one or two friends there. And then I got a job at Chuck E. Cheese, and I got both of those people a job at Chuck E. Cheese. <laughs> I was just, it wasn't a better job, but it was just like, fuck you, McDonald's, take that. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah, I feel that. My first job was working for my aunt, and she was, like, the shittiest small business tyrant, like, white lady, does yoga, has her own radio show, like, it's kind of, the parallels between, like, radio and, like, anarchy, like, she tries, you know, she tries, but she does not succeed, and she just gets all, like, I would talk to her once about, you know, some of my concerns with my salon, and she was like, well, you know, she does sign your checks, and I was like, oh, no. That's the worst person to go to for advice on anything, I mean, if they say that. Most people are putting up with that. I mean, keep your head down makes everybody, you know, happy, makes all the bosses happy when you don't stand up for yourself. Right. And and then you never find yourself right. in a, you never find yourself in a place where you can be yourself and be, you know, treated as an equal and be paid what you're worth because you end up just putting up for less. Well, I I kind of feel like this place that I'm at could be a really good situation. There's a music studio in the back. Like uh, it's we have pretty those, cool. We have one of those and, in town too. That is cool, though. Yeah, it's it's kind of cool. Yeah, that's awesome. I'm, I'm just, you know, I'm in the music scene, too, so it really would help if I could just be like, hey, can I record here? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that would be cool. You can I, sell CDs after you cut people's hair. <laughs> oh, no. Yep. Don't hand people your mixtape. I'm kidding. Go for it, actually. I, oh, hey, listen. You know what? I have, I used to, when I first moved to Orlando, I live, I'm in Orlando, by the way, um, I, like, started in the music scene by being a promoter for, like, these SoundCloud rapper shows, so I've handed out many a mixtape. We're getting down there. We are, we gotta get down there. You know, if we could just hang out with Kayla and Stoke, you know? Yeah, that would be a... That would be oh, a fun no. it's a dream team. I'm trying I'm trying to find them. I'm trying to find them. If you're listening, please, please hit me up. Me and my partner just want to smoke you out. Stoke Stevens and Brian come. Like, find them. Yes, Brian Come is the name okay, of the other yes, guy. Okay, yes, come find us. I have punk shows at my house and I have one coming up. All right. Um for Halloween. So Ooh. everyone that's a street fighter gets a free drink. Could we do Halloween yeah. in in Florida? <laughs> If you can figure that out, I will go down there for Halloween. I mean, we're going to be pretty busy. That well, yeah, we just we got a show coming, a big show in town coming up. But maybe if it's not, it's not going to be. Let's try to get down to Orlando for Halloween, dude. (laughs) We'll see. Let's do it. Well, thanks. Oh my gosh, you guys would freak out because it looks like suburbia, and sometimes the punk bands are like, "Are we in the right place?" And I'm like, "Yeah." (laughs) (laughs) Well, hey, Kayla, thanks for calling. We got to go lean for a. We're okay. gonna, we're gonna take a break. I understand. I understand. It's on my time, I guess. But well, thank you for calling, and I'm it. really glad you stuck up for yourself. That's really cool. Yeah, and let us yeah, know how I'm it goes. Yeah, I'm trying to. You know, I'm 22, so it's like they just expect me to fucking just submit to them or something. Yeah. It's weird. Yeah, yeah, that is what the world's like. So don't 
Yeah, they they probably think that you're like sort of like a, you're so young that they think that they can push you around, and if you're not going to let them push you around, mm-hmm. you know, th- you can they, still cause trouble. Yeah, and they just expect you not to go through with it. That's the thing. So like, I, yeah. they they expect you to do threats but not go through with it, and if you go through with it, you know, you will show them not to fuck with you. You know. Yeah, I've been telling my other this same mm-hmm. person story all night, but uh, yeah, one a friend of ours. Uh, when she was around in her early 20s, they tried to screw her out of a deposit. And she had spent like a whole weekend getting everything back to order. And they came up with all this bullshit. And the guy was basically a slumlord. And she looked up everything that she could and took his ass to court and got her deposit back. You know, and it was just diligent about it. Like, nice. right? they try to bully her out of it. They try to make it really they try to make it really hard to do. And you just go through the process and you have just as much of a right to do that as anybody else. Yeah, so, and do it. They do out. not yeah, expect it. And I will. It. I will. <laughs> and they're they're taking advantage of your age, you know. So you just got to go for it. Oh, they it. are. They are. Mm-hmm. Well, have a great. And they know my situation in detail too, so they're fucked. <laughs> yeah. Well, have a great e- evening, Kayla. We we really appreciate you calling and listening and being an active member of the Facebook group. It's really cool. Oh yeah, it's super cool to me too. I'm really glad to um, call in. I've never called in anywhere so well call back well besides that one time when i was a kid (laughs) yeah when i was a kid i was my family all listened to uh right wing radio it was always rush or bill o'reilly so i fell i just loved it like oh my god i had a bill o'reilly for kids book (laughs) (laughs) that's unfortunate i can't imagine what kind of poison was in that Well, thanks for. Oh, I like. I hated it. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no, I'll no problem. It's our fault. Have Peace a good out. night, Kayla. We're gonna play some songs now. There's three people on hold, so you're all gonna get you're through. All getting in. If you're on the line right now, you're getting in. Stay there. We're gonna take a quick break. You ready for music? Yeah, let's do it. Are we ready? Yeah. Warm at the top of the hill 
and I heard, as it were, the noise of thunder, one of the four beasts saying, Come and see. And I saw, and behold, a white horse. There's a man going round taking names and he decides who to free and who to blame. Everybody won't be treated all the same. There'll be a golden ladder reaching down when the man comes around. The hairs on your arm will stand up at the terror in each sip and in each sup. Will you partake of that last offered cup or disappear into the potter's ground when the man comes around? Hear the trumpets, hear the pipers. One hundred million angels singing Multitudes are marching to the big kettle drum Voices calling, voices crying Some are born and some are dying It's Alpha and Omega's kingdom come And the whirlwind is in the thorn tree the virgins are all trimming their wicks. The whirlwind is in the thorn tree. It's hard for thee to kick against the pricks. Till Armageddon, no shalom, no shalom. Then the father hen will call his chickens home. The wise men will bow down before the throne And at his feet they'll cast their golden crowns When the man comes around Whoever is unjust, let him be unjust still Whoever is righteous, let him be righteous still Whoever is filthy, let him be filthy still Listen to the words long written down When the man comes around Hear the trumpets, hear the pipers One hundred million angels singing Multitudes are marching to the big kettle drum Voices calling, voices crying some are born and some are dying It's Alpha and Omega's kingdom come And the whirlwind is in the thorn tree The virgins are all trimming their wicks The whirlwind is in the thorn tree It's hard for thee to kick against the pricks in measured a hundredweight and penny pound When the man comes around Like a long damn song 
something else. It's a good song. And I heard a voice in the midst of the four beasts. All right. Uh, and I looked and behold, radio. a pale horse. And his name is... Radio show in any station across the nation. Where's my mic at? Hey there. Can you hear me? Turn this up. We are broadcasting live from the Free Press Studio here in downtown Columbus, Ohio. We are on the, are on the Pacifica Radio Network. This is WCRS-FM coming to you out of Columbus, Ohio, the 614 area code. You can hear us on 92.3, 92.7, or 98.3 here inside 270. Uh, you can listen live at WCRSFM.org. We do this show every single Sunday, except for when we don't. You can, we start taking calls around 1030 if you want to get in early. Um, we take them all night long. We've got a few left. Thank you for, for listening. I know we've been, had some long calls tonight, but they've been some good ones. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, love talking about VHS movies any chance I can. Yeah. <laughs> I, I actually had a weird moment on vacation where, um, it was like a, the kids, we just sent them away. It's like third day. Everybody's tired. So we just turned on. We didn't want to turn on anything that was like too offensive or we w- had to pay attention to. And we ended up getting into Turner Classic Movies. And we're watching this black and white movie called Sabrina. And it made me like flashback to being old because I looked at my daughter who's like on the floor playing Paw Patrol or something. And us old people are watching these black and white old stale corny movies and just so enthralled by it, you know, just comment, chatting it up the whole time. Yeah. I mean, it made me feel like a grandpa, but like in a good way. Cause I being a little kid that shits the yourself all the time is not better. Yeah. 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 That's true. I don't know if they have their whole life ahead of them though. That's true. Yeah. I feel like I can't hear what's going on in my headphones here unless the, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see when somebody calls in. Right. Yeah, for sure. Uh, you want to see who's on the phones? Let's <laughs> get these phone out. calls out. Yeah. Uh, thank you for calling Street Fight Radio. Who are we talking to? Hey, I think this is Carter here in L.A. What's up, Carter? How are you? I'm doing very well. How are you guys? I'm feeling great. I'm a little nauseous, but I'm always a little nauseous when I get back from break. <laughs> so I think I'll be okay. Yeah, more kratom. Yeah, nah. I I mean, I'm just yeah. I'm 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 like I get worn down after the break. I come back and I'm like, oh, I'm so tired. I'm almost. It's like that two o'clock crash when you're at a real job. It's uh, like I come back from break and I'm like, oh, I'm so tired. But I'll live. Yeah. Or like when you're yeah. really super drunk at the bar and having a great time and just keep doing more shots, and then all of a sudden they're like, get out of here, and the party stops, and you're like, oh no, the world is spinning now. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you realize how fucked up you actually are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like when, sure. when you keep talking, like when when you talk and talk and talk, it feels okay. It's just when you have a second to think, like, wow, I've been talking for a very long time. It's like, oh, I'm a little tired. Totally. But you know what? Totally. I get two days yeah. off. I get two days off in a row right now. I'm going to go home, and I'll probably still talk those whole two days. So, <laughs> Yeah, I can't imagine you not talking. Uh, well, uh, nobody can imagine yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> What's going on tonight, Carter? For sure. For sure. Um, I don't know. I had a couple things I wanted to like chime in on. Uh, the first thing, just based on Nayeri's call and everything, is I really want to encourage like any street fighters who like live in an area to try to do a meetup because like the Southern California meetups that we've been doing are so fucking fun and like 
are forming actually really cool friendships and everything. Uh, like Mason and I are writing a short film together and everything. And that's been really rad. And like we met because of street fight. Oh. And so, yeah, it's been really fucking that's cool. That's awesome. And like, it's making stuff happen. That's yeah. Yeah. It's been heart. really fun. You're touching my heart. Yeah. Man. Like, we were, we were, I was actually supposed to work on writing it tonight and then I just decided to call in instead. But like, I'm pretty happy with what's, uh, coming together and everything. And like, I can't wait to show it to the street fight group and everything, all that good stuff. So that's awesome. Yeah. That is so cool. Yeah. Yeah. You should write a short it's film. It's really rad. Brett. Me and you should write a short film someday, Brad. <laughs> I got some it's ideas. Really? It's not that hard. It seems yeah, hard. It seems it's, daunting. It's, it's like, it's hard to write short films because, like, you have to pack a lot of information into, like, 10 pages or whatever. Um, but, yeah, like, I don't know. Uh, Mason and I both went to film school, so it's just kind of working out for us to work on this stuff together. Oh, that so, sounds great. Yeah, yeah so, can't wait to see it. California, yeah. man. Yeah, for sure. California, yeah. that's where people have I, yeah. real dreams. That's that's where you're like, I can yeah, write a short film. In Ohio, it's like, yeah, man, ain't nobody gonna see this if I make it. Yeah, I think we got right. Gum, yeah, I gummo. guess I guess so. <laughs> gummo, yeah, we have gummo. I mean, that's something. No, like they gotta. I don't know. They gotta like start making movies somewhere other than L.A. because this place is a fucking hell pit, and people need to like make art somewhere else. Yeah, I, I do wish making art here. I wish more art like happened outside of like New York and LA or like more art, art that people actually see happened outside sure. of there. Cause totally. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it's like, you can go to New Mexico and like meet all these amazing painters and everything or like anywhere you'll find like people making cool art, but it's just like, it doesn't reach anybody, which fucking sucks. Yeah. 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 But, and it's yeah, like, like, I think, even like you look at like sitcoms and stuff and it's like all these sitcoms take place in the Midwest, but they're all written by people that live in like LA and New York and Midwest just means boring exactly. place. <laughs> right. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Um, like that fucking Ashton Kutcher show called like the ranch or whatever, where he plays like a like pretty boy, like football player who then moves to like the Midwest somewhere. And it's just like, it's a very cringy show. Yeah. Well, I love that. Brett show. likes that show. Uh, it reminds yeah, me of the it's, Midwest. It's like, <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is it accurate, though? Because I felt like it was, like, very pandering. Sure. When I'm, I watched it. Um, it's, not, it's not pandering. I would say the reason I like it is it puts, like, a very clean and squeaky sheen on some very ugly, disgusting opinions that people have. And, like, the people that, like... Sure. The dad, who is Sam Elliott, like... He is great, but like what they're at, what he's actually would say if cameras weren't on him would be like, would, would, you know, be completely inappropriate. Horrific. Yeah. So yeah, I, I do, yeah. I like it in the way that I like to, I like the liberal jabbing from like a place that's from a fun type of area, not the like you're all pedophiles type band stuff, you know? Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's definitely true. That's definitely true. Um, but it's totally cheesy. Yeah, I just like I cheesy know. sitcoms. <laughs> For sure, for sure, yeah, they've got their they've got their place totally. Um, the other thing I wanted to like call in and talk about tonight was like organizing strategies, I guess, or like things people can do as organizers. Um, because like I've been having like a really interesting summer, kind of doing organizing shit without being part of any like, or not necessarily doing it as part of like an official org. And like that's been really cool, and I think like more people should be willing to try that. Um, 
because like I left DSALA a few months back for uh, a lot of different reasons. I don't need to get into that right now, uh-huh. but like um, I've just kind of been loosely affiliated with a bunch of like socialist and lefty friends, and we like helped start the occupation here uh, against ICE in LA and everything. And we like um, did a thing recently where we like stood outside of uh, Alexandria Ocasio Cortez's uh, speech here and like sort of protested her not having a stronger stance against ICE and, like, against Palestine and everything. And, like, we're not part of any official org. We're just kind of, like, going for it and, like, doing things that we think are important, Free I guess. And, like, yeah, it's been really satisfying. It's been really cool. You're sovereign. That's a sovereign outward. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They're called the sovereign org. Exactly. <laughs> no, that's exactly. great. Exactly. Like, like, I mean, the, really, the secret, like, I think, the like, secret orgs behind... I super important. Sure. Go ahead. I was going to say the secret behind all organizing is that you just have to go through the motions and then check up on it the next day and then check up on it the next day. Yeah. I mean, there isn't a lot of exactly. secret strategy or planning or things that you have to study. You just have to, to come up with a plan and stick to it, you know? Yeah, exactly. And if you can just, like, find a group of people who are willing to do that with you, like, you can do some really cool shit. Like, I didn't think it was going to work for us to, like, throw up tents outside of the detention facility here in L.A., but, like, sure. we totally just kind of did that, right. and it Give just kind of fucking happened. And, like, we had a lot of help from orgs. Like, there was this group called Indolon that helped a lot, and uh, this group Ground Game that I do a lot of organizing with really, like, came in and helped out a good bit and everything. But, like, the core of us that started planning that weren't planning that as part of any, like, official group. We were just like, we hate ICE and we want to do something about it. Um, and, yeah, I think, like, more people should be willing to, like, take that shot and everything. Because uh, it can be really fucking badass when it works out. Yeah, that's and that's. I mean, that's a big payoff too. I mean, just taking the chance is you know is all it is. I mean, right. what happened? So either you you're successful, or they say get the hell out of here. We're gonna you know the police force you out of there. You know, it's like find out what it's gonna be. Right. You know, that's really all it takes. Totally, totally. Well, and yeah, like I will totally say that like my friends and I that I've been doing stuff with lately, like a lot, a couple of them are lawyers. So, like, they have a really good sense of, like, what can we get away with with before the cops show up and start pissing us off That's and, like, right. like start causing shit? Like, they know, like, they're really good about, like, figuring out what the line is that we can cross and everything. Sure. So, we, like, plan that shit out really well. That's but, like, great. yeah, it's just been, it's been really satisfying to, like, do that and all that. So, like, cool, I yeah. don't know, because I think, like, I see people all the time sort of, like, online, like, on Twitter and shit, like, talking about, like, stuff they want to do and just feeling, like they can't pull it off. And like, I don't know how individually we can pull that stuff off, but I do think like collectively we have a lot more power than we think, you know? Yeah. you start small and, uh, you can do it. Like I've, like I said before, it's like going to church. If you just decide to all meet like every single Sunday at noon to talk about, you know, what you're going to do next. I mean, that's that amount of time is enough to get the ball rolling you know, and uh, totally, yeah. put things in motion. It worked for the Jesus people. Exactly. It did work. For they got them. a whole thing going on. <laughs> they're yeah, tax they're... exempt. <laughs> right. They're sovereign. <laughs> that's sovereign. They got out of paying taxes by meeting every Sunday. The Pope is the most sovereign citizen. <laughs> that's true. Highest on Yeah, nobody gets more sovereign than the Pope, honestly. Now, there are times where it feels like really alienating not to be a part of an organization where you can actually like... <laughs> Like, if you do end up in an, like, I mean, you know, 
if the organization moves too slow, which is generally one, most of the problems on the left yeah. or the righty, I mean, yeah. probably problems everywhere, but move, a lot of times these organizations just move too slow. And like, if you want to get something to happen and you're just like, we're going to go do this, let's do it now. And then, you know, you post basically, yeah. you post where you're going to be. And exactly. a lot of people just need somebody to tell them where to go. You're right. I mean, so many protests exactly. kicked off here just because someone had the guts to make a Facebook group. Someone Someone just was like a Facebook totally. event. I mean, they're like, hey, so and so is coming. We're going to meet up and have a day of rage about it. And everybody's like, I'm into it. And it just catches wildfire. But you exactly. know, it has to be the first person. Exactly. You know, and then at that point, you do have to worry about making sure that it's something that engages people and p- provides a real service and all of that. But, um, you know, it, mm-hmm. it's very easy to connect with people these days uh, that are, you know, like minded. Totally. And, you know, lots of folks that drive 45 minutes into town to do stuff, you know, there's, there's plenty of extra exactly. time like, and hands, uh, that can help. I did listen Once to, we, like, started. sorry, go ahead, Brian. I did listen to an interview with Boots Riley the other day that he said something that was really like, that really grabbed me a little bit that I didn't think about, but it's like, <laughs> if you're organizing events, you should have plans for the next thing or like concrete actions that you can take because like a lot of times demonstrations now are just that like everybody shows up these people show up and they're like what do you want me to do what do you want me to do and then you're like well we did it we did this demonstration and it's over right right. and that's it that's something i think we need to work we need to work a lot harder on is being like okay so we've grabbed we grabbed regular people like there's been protests here that were like three thousand people in 2016 right after the election but there That's was just amazing. nobody yeah, there yeah. to tell them what to do when the protest was over you know nobody's ever totally. told me to do anything yeah. other than if they were like you know people have told me to say something on my radio show which is fine but if you told me to do right. more i would do more if you told me what you need me to do i would do it yeah i think i think a lot of people like they they want they like believe in this shit and they want to get involved but they kind of just want to be foot soldiers and like me, I think just a little bit of like creating some tasks for people to be foot soldiers can go a long way. Yeah, yeah I right. want to just be a foot soldier. Uh, and for I, keeping people engaged. It, totally. I, I don't want to be a leader it's and I don't want to be an organizer, but I do want to be told. I, if you tell me what to do, I want to help. I want to contribute. But a it, lot of times it's perceived right. that like our role, Brett and I's role is like, oh, well, they're going to go and they're going to go and, and like, or like people have said, why don't you guys organize a March? And it's like, we probably should, could give it a shot now, I think, and see what could mm-hmm. happen. But it's like, I mean, we're not organizers. We're two dumb guys. Yeah. I, don't, I mean, like you guys, you're entertainers. Like you guys, the important thing you guys do is sort of like giving like leftists something to like latch onto to get through the week and everything, which I think is like fucking vital, but it's like, that's that's very distinct from organizing yeah, and everything. And like both are important. Don't expect us to have like super special organizing knowledge because we were able to make a comedy podcast that people like to listen to. We don't we don't know yeah. how anything else works though. And it's like totally, I would totally. love to be able like Brett, okay. Brett does do Brett does do like a lot of stuff that's like very foot soldier. Like if you go do meals on wheels mm-hmm. or escort women to the Planned Parenthood, like that shit Exactly. That stuff helps and it's it because matters. he went looking and somebody told him. I would love it if we didn't have to even go looking. You know, if there was just somebody be like, Well you can do this. I know. Like, oh, okay. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it would be like I think, I think everybody, like, 
would really benefit, like all the different like organizations out there would really benefit if like at the beginning of all their meetings, they're just like, here's a list of the things you can do this month. That would be really rad if you can show up to. Like I've been doing stuff at the LA Tenants Union lately, and that's what they always do is they're always stressing like, okay, there's a protest at this place on this date at this time. Please show up if you can. And they just like go through a huge list of actions that they have going on constantly. And it keeps like everybody engaged and feeling like they're like an active part of the union. And it's really rad. Yeah. Yeah. Columbus DSA does a good job of that. If you can get on their list, like they, uh, they have some pretty good people that know about that. You took their like corporate skills of email marketing and websites and you raised them. And so, yeah, you get a monthly letter newsletter that tells you all the protests are happening and you get like up to the minute, last minute protest stuff. So that stuff is very helpful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I think that stuff is super helpful. And you can always be you can always be having you know do a few things. There are some organizations do move slower, but you know doing a Medicare for all campaign is something that is going to take a very long time. Um, and it's kind of right. frustrating if that's and what a you're lot of resources putting all of your effort into. You know, you do want to mm-hmm. be able to have you know us. You want to have a side hustle with your activism where you can do yeah. the dirty shit. Or yeah, even just totally, a, totally. I mean, I think it would be really helpful if we we all as a like not not like we, me, you and Brett or anything, but we all as people right. as as people who who want to develop some kind of a movement or some kind of a thing. If we spent a lot of time, we, we made a list of, OK, so like what things need to get done, what what things mm. need to get done to make the next thing happen. You know, I mean, and, that's yeah. most, I mean, yeah, it's happening in a lot of places though. Yeah. I, I, just, yeah, it, it's it totally is. Yeah. I just don't know. Like, so, okay. Uh, we need phone banking. We need canvassers. We need what else? Like, like just a, a range of different jobs that we need to happen and letting people just sign up to take those things on, like would, would be really amazing. And if it was a more out there list, cause yes, there are lists like the Columbus DSA is great. They're really well organized. They're, I seem to be, they're a little more radical than some of the other ones. And, and they're still going, <clears throat> things are still happening here with them, but like, totally. The way to learn what they need is to be in the DSA. The way to learn what the IWW needs is to show up at the IWW meetings and right. be there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A more open to process me, or the minutes, even yeah. posting the minutes of meetings and stuff like that could really make it like it because there are people like me. Like I, I'm just like, I'm not shy, but I'm just like not going to come looking for work. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not going to come to somebody right. and say, please give me some work. But if I could go look at a place and be like, these are the work that needs to get done. I'm going to do one of these things, you know, every, every right. month, every once in a while or whatever, every month or totally. every week or something, I would probably be more apt to do it. And You're like, so ridiculous. Totally. What? No, I'm just You're saying like, like, like I, if I'm hungry, I'm not just going to go up there to eat. I expect them to go and lay the bowl down, yeah. leave, not look at me while I'm eating. <laughs> Let me eat. But I think a lot of stuff, though. I think a lot of things now. I do think that a lot of things now are like we. I, I know it's selfish because it's like I. I want like I want somebody to do that work for me. I guess, but like I just want to be told what to do and do it is what yeah. I want. And like uh, I think that that sort of thing. There are people out there that have the ability to organize something like that, and it would be great if that happened. But you know, 
obviously like if a march happens i'm gonna show up to a march but i'm starting to feel like again i'm starting to feel like when a march happens we feel like we did it and it's done <laughs> you know <laughs> so i'm like oh i would love yeah, it yeah <laughs> I'm not a fan of like, like just showing up to a march and going home. Like, I, I think that's like so useless, honestly. There was that like big essay that went around like in 2016 that was like the catharsis of protest that was just sort of like, just like throwing a big like protest every once in a while, just doing a march every once in a while, and then like not organizing the rest of the like year isn't super effective and like that's not how you like transform society at the end of the day yeah so yeah i think it's super important to like find things for people to like show up to and like give them give them something to do like consistently protesting okay like i think that protesting can work to get some change to happen but but it has to be prolonged and it has to be constant like occupy wall street Mm -hmm. at least had people talking about wall street and i think that the reason it had people talking about wall street is because it was constantly happening it was going for months at a time where like a lot of the things we've organized around after trump are just like the current outrage that that Mm. trump has done and we we show up and then we scream about it and either it keeps happening or it doesn't happen anymore you know i think i think it really just has to be significant i think that i think medicare for all i think when they tried to get when they're trying to get rid of the um uh affordable care act and all of that i think that the amount and like you said the longevity where it was just like protest after protest of you know these of uh people that you know, wouldn't leave offices and they started, you know, going to like congressmen and saying, where are you at and everything and mm-hmm. storming the gates. I think that made them nervous about right. not wanting to do totally, it. Totally, yeah. But that was that's, very large that's... significant and it's not, you know, just going and throwing a tantrum. It is also a demonstration exactly. of collective power. We, yeah. you, like you want to be, you totally. want to, you want these demonstrations to actually be about showing people that there's power in numbers. Like, uh, so you want to like, you want to like, if you can make people feel empowered, that makes all the difference right. in the world to their likelihood of continuing on this path and not just being like, exactly. oh, okay, I'm going to go back to work and just do my thing now. <laughs> you know? Exactly. So like Antifa showing up in DC and like fucking up Unite the Right today, like that's awesome. Like that's obviously totally necessary and like really badass. And like, that's an effective thing to counter like the specific bullshit of the fascists descending on DC and all that shit. Like it definitely has its place. It's just like, I think you can't just like let people pat themselves on the back just for like showing up for a couple hours on a Saturday. Yeah. I really think that we, I think that like demonstrate like the next step here and the thing that, that, that will help people is demonstrations of power. Like we need to figure out how to stop things. You know, that's what needs to happen and not, not blocking traffic. I think those were effective protests, right? I don't have a problem mm. with people stopping rush hour traffic on a freeway to inconvenience people to get people to talk about it. But we could yeah. shoot to inconvenience like the people in power would be the thing. And it's like stopping a factory from running, whether we all just pick right. Amazon and just focus all of our energy on Amazon, you know, like we're just right. picking one thing and focus, picking a huge employer and focusing attention on that and, and working on, you know, a real grassroots thing to get 
people to stop, not boycott. We're not talking about boycotting Walmart. Right. We're not talking right. about boycotting anything because that's a passive move. It's it's organizing with workers, salting, uh, and stopping these things, stopping grinding the weirds. Yeah, grinding the gears so that yeah, they have totally. to start listening to us because you know we need yeah, to organize totally. around work, and I, that's the hardest thing in the world because, like Kayla said, everybody. I mean, we all have our shit, you know, I got a kid, I got to, mm-hmm. I got to work because I got to buy my kids school supplies and stuff, you know, right. like that. I, I can't, but, but like, that is also the place where, where the oppression is. A lot of it is right, right there at work. Yeah. And that's what we have to attack. We have to attack like those sorts of things. Right. I don't even know what to do. I'm not like saying that mm. I have an answer for it, but I think like. We need to start working really hard on articulating the problems in labor, you know, like we need to work real hard to just be like, well, you're not making enough money. You're working too many hours. You don't have any benefits. You don't have any vacation time. Wouldn't it be great if you had those things? Like, and here's some things, here's some like, like not saying, well, they have this in France is like one thing you could say, but then saying like, we could have this in the United States is a completely different thing. Like we could have this here is such a powerful thing. Like we could get you weekends off. Like that's not an impossible thing. If that's what we want to organize around, everybody has Friday and Saturday off or two days off in a row a week, then we could do that. You know, two days in a row. Yeah. 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 That's, that's exactly why I thought sorry to bother you was so like important is because like, it, I think I have to imagine it's planting that idea in so many people's heads. Like that movie excites me so much because it's just like, this is a time where like, this may be the first time a lot of people are sort of like getting the idea of union organizing, like planted in their minds. Right. They made um, it and that's look super exciting to me. They made it look cool. A lot cooler than union exactly. organizing had looked in the past. Like the guy, the, exactly. the Steven Yoon character in the movie is like this really cool, like suave guy that just cares about the workers, you know? And it's like, exactly. uh, that, that is what we need to be expressing out there and not like, cause mm-hmm. I think there's a lot of like, uh, there's a lot of online leftists and they're sweethearts. But like they think that the union organizer has to be a guy in a uh, a guy in a damn uh, hard hat with, with a flannel like a, shirt, yeah, with a flannel shirt on and a lunch pail in his right. hand, saying, "I ain't gonna take it anymore." I'll tell you that right now. These right. bosses are real crumbums, yeah. and that's, I mean, probably yeah. not gonna happen. They're all, we we need them on our side, but they're not. I mean, that's we need to stop focusing on students, and we need to start like figuring out how to radicalize really regular ass people. And I, I don't know how to do it. You know, totally. I don't know how it happened with me. Yeah. I don't know how I radicalize. I don't know. I'm sure Brett has no idea how he radicalized. And like the whole world was against the whole world is against like straight white dudes, like becoming radicalized anyway, you know, like for left causes, it's like everything's so much easier for me. Like why? <laughs> <laughs> why right. would I? Right. Why would I be why a leftist? And uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we need to figure out how how people are coming to this realization and make that a make Ooh. our art in a way that makes it happen for other people. I think, right? Like for, for regular think, people. Yeah, there's this there's this book I've been reading uh, called Out of the Wreckage. That's all about this guy sort of like saying that like 
leftists need to articulate a really clear like story of like what a better politics could look like. And that like, until we develop a better story, like nobody's going to be converted. And I think that's a really great way to start thinking about this is that like, if we can get to the point where we're telling a story of like how we became radicalized, like how we like got to our politics, we can make them relatable and we can make more people understand that like, these are like rational things that like people who like live in the world deal with. And these are like ideas that you can have as, as a like rational adult. Like they're not idealistic. They're not like rooted in like something just like radical and crazy. It's like, this is just the right thing to do to stand up against bosses that are fucking us all. And like, I think if we can get to that point where people start seeing it as a rational choice, like we're going to start winning much more. Right. And something that, sorry to bother you really articulated to me. And, and like, it's something I don't think that we've Brett and I have thought of as like a, a conscious thing, but it's something that I know that we do because I think we both kind of, I, I think we both kind of think this way is, uh, is, is like, um, make something broad and mainstream. Like it's not yeah. wrong to make something broad and mainstream. Like I think they're sorry to bother you is really cool, but in the grand scheme of things, a lot of the people that saw it were already converted, you know? And, and, totally. and I totally. feel, I feel like if we can figure out how to make this stuff mainstream and as broad, I think this show is broad. I, I really think our comedy mm -hmm. is like something that if you listen, anybody could get the jokes. I really do. Some right. of the stuff is like, right. some of the stuff is offensive and we Niche. do that on purpose. Some of the, some of the, like, uh, the anti-America stuff and burning flags and shit like that is something. But I think that like, if a person listened to like this call in show where we just talked about work and joked around and made fun, like talked about movies and shit like that, they'd be like, Oh, you know, and then they get to this part and they hear this. And it's like, I don't know how to make this stuff mainstream but that is something we need to consider and think about is like what can make this mainstream yeah. thought like what can make totally. what totally. can make being a democrat seem like a ridiculous thing and being an anarchist or a communist or a socialist seem like being the normal thing no <laughs> i don't know how that thing, works yeah but i mean sorry i don't to know either you. i don't know either but i sorry, figure it out sorry to bother you being successful i think opened up a window where like capitalists will again I think I said this last week, they'll sell you the rope to hang them with. And like, uh, now that, uh, a movie with a, with that kind of a message has been, has made money, they're going to make more stuff like that. And they know that there's a market there for that. And that thing made, yeah. I mean, they made money and it like, it was a money winning exactly. prospect. So it's like, kind of like now, like we need, like, we just need to be out there like figuring out how to get stuff made, you know, like, okay, so now totally. how do we get stuff made? How do we get it in front of people? Yeah. And then think about how, because yeah. sorry to bother you also wasn't overtly super political. If they made a, a political point in that movie, they also were very conscious about making a joke around totally, that time totally. too there was never a time yeah. where somebody was preaching at you it was more like somebody would say like a woman would say i told brett about the part earlier where they have a meeting and they have a they hired a new human resources woman and she comes in and she gives this little speech and when she's done giving the speech the guy a guy like raises his hand and he's like are we gonna make any more money for this and she says no and he's like then why are yeah. we here <laughs> 
<laughs> it's yeah. just like just little moments yeah, 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 like yeah, yeah. that it, are that's such a mainstream thought like i've never been to a work yeah. meeting where people didn't say like does this mean we're getting more money oh no then i don't care about this meeting at all right yeah yeah, yeah. it's like it's such a relatable scene and like there's a lot of stuff in that that's just like very relatable if you've ever worked a job like that and like they just like, like it's just not something you see on screen very often and so like it's so invigorating to sort of like see like that part of your life blown up on a big screen i do wish he would have talked yeah. about call times in that movie because that is such a key yeah. experience for working in a call center is the yeah. call times <laughs> That's like my, that's like, I definitely would have been funnier. Well, I always just think it's funny to think about like all these people call in to get service and they don't understand that the person on the other side of the phone has another person going like, you need to have this done in six minutes. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That would have been, that would have been, that would have been great. They did keep saying we got to get as many calls as we can, but it's just like there, every call center job I've had, they were like, if your average isn't under six minutes, you're in trouble. I remember one time my average was two minutes and they were like, are you hanging up on people? I got in trouble for having too short a call times. So I was like, I hate this job. They're, they're suspect, yeah. 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 Everything's suspect to those people. Well, Carter, thank you for oh, calling. Wait. It was it was good to talk yeah, about thank organizing. You guys. This was great. Have a great night. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, take it easy. We take these calls, man. We gotta take the rest of these calls. Yeah. Um, I was gonna say, I mean, there are a couple organizations in town that do post their regular, like whenever they're looking for people to come help out with stuff, but they're also are very secretive about what they're doing because police and shit will use that kind of information or those type of things to do their little sabotage shit. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. I get that. I do. Yeah. Yeah. That makes actually a lot more sense than my thing of like, just post stuff. I just always, my key, the key to this world to me is making every, the cost of entry to everything really low. And yeah. I know that brings the stakes down a little bit, but I feel like you're but playing you were, a numbers game where if they pop in, then if a hundred people pop in, maybe you'll get to keep like 40 of them, you know? Yeah. Well, I, yeah, I understand what you're saying too. I mean, you could, someone could sit at their house and like scrape addresses and for like a mailer or something and put that all together from their house and have it delivered to an organization's box to be handed out or something, you know, or whatever it might, may be. Oh yeah. Yeah. Look over. Uh, I, I mean, I spent a lot of time looking at petitions. If you need somebody to run through petitions and type in names, I can do that for you. It sucks, but I'll do it. Right. The clerical work. I would love to get into some of that clerical work. Logging. Yeah. Cause I'm not like super into, I don't want to, I can't canvas. You can't talk to people. And I don't want to call people on the phone because I don't know. I just, don't have the nerves for it i guess <laughs> my yeah. job screwed me up my job messed me up now now that this is my job i'm rude when i'm on the phone and that's just the way things are i can't go back to the old ways Why? the old customer service ways. <laughs> oh yeah you don't you mean you don't have to take those kind of calls anymore no yeah yeah so now it's like oh i can be whoever i want to be when when people call in here and that, that feels really good <laughs> <laughs> All right, I understand. Let's see who's on the line here. We got a couple more to go. Uh, thank you for calling Street Fight Radio. Who are we talking to? Hey, is this me? It is. It's you. Who is me? Hey, this is uh, this is Matt. They them pronouns. Hey, what's Matt? up, Matt? How are you? Doing good. I was hoping to tell a little story about uh, student worker exploitation. Great. Yeah, let's hear it. 
Well, not great that there's student <laughs> employer exploitation, but let's 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 hear it. So this is uh this is something that happened to my friend. Uh like your uh, friend I'm Terry? A, yeah, yeah, my friend Terry. My friend Terry. <laughs> they're uh they're staying over the summer on campus, like on the school campus working on a farm, right? Mm-hmm. And like most students leave anyways. And Terry's the only one working on this farm. And she's got like some like bureaucrat from like the school hierarchy managing Terry. So like it's a couple weeks into this job, like she's getting paid. She, she has to eat over the summer, right? And she's like hasn't been paid yet. So he goes to her manager and she's like, Hey, what's going on? And her manager's like, Oh, I forgot to enter you into the system. Oh. You're just not getting paid yet. Oh wow. Oh no. Like you're not gonna get paid for this time because I hadn't entered you into the system no, yet? Oh you gotta take me to the bank. You're getting that <laughs> out of your account. You're getting that out of your account. <laughs> we're getting in your car <laughs> right now and we're going to a bank. God, that's can I just say that like one of the worst things in the world is a problem with your paycheck because it's like uh, an act of Congress to get a company to write a check to you. <laughs> So, uh, so what are they saying? Like, are they saying like, uh, are they going to pay Terry? So they're, they're, they're saying, okay, well we can roll it over and you get paid for these past two weeks in two weeks. Oh God. You're going to get the first four weeks on one paycheck. Oh sure. People, you can, anybody can just wait two weeks for their paycheck. (laughs) They can do, they do that. I've already spent it by the time you gave it to me. When they said, it's a college worker thing. They really do feel like, oh, just call your parents and get some money off of them, you know, or, or like you're a student. You should have some money, right? You're a student. They do that to student workers. They will like they feel fine making you wait two weeks to get your money. That's wild. That just sucks. I've seen that happen to people in the past, too, at other jobs where it's like, oh, oh, well, we underpaid you by $200, but we'll just pop that on the next check. And it's like, write me to uh, give me a $200 check right now. <laughs> so here's the thing. It gets worse one more level. So like, okay, you can't pay for groceries. Uh, we've got like this like school emergency loan thing. Oh, okay. So basically they're saying, we're not going to pay you this week, but we can give you a loan that you can pay off in two weeks. With interest? Yeah. That what? is a payday like advance. a payday advance loan. The, I'll tell you another place that'll do that. It's called Checksmart or Check Into Cash or Check and Go. And they're considered scuzzy places. Buckeye check cashers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Terry's check cashing store oh that is disgusting that's wild why is the school doing payday why is a college doing payday loans and why are farms like the worst places in the world to work my scumbag my scumbag sales uh job that the, the boss would give you payday advances like <sighs> off your sales that you made I'm seeing that in, uh, I'm actually seeing that a lot online now it's like uh, oh we figured out a way to get you a $70 loan 
like there's an app now that Mark Cuban made I where saw you're able that. to get now a payday advance loan. It's like, oh, come on. It's like, it's like if your account goes negative is what it's for, right? Yeah. To protect against that, you can just keep rolling with it. Yeah, keep rolling with it. Get yourself a payday advance. So is Terry going to get the loan? Like, I guess that's all they can really do. Yeah, I think Terry ended up getting the loan. Which <sighs> oh. is just fucked up. For less, though, right? I hope... Oh, hopefully they didn't take everything. That is crazy. Um, that oh, that sucks. I take I, right before I graduated, take out one of them loans and never pay it back. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Get your money back, Terry. It's, well, they're gonna come for uh, yeah, all kinds of you. money. They the college is the one place yeah. that can actually get you. Oh, that bums me out. Well, solidarity with Terry. Well, solidarity with all Terrys out there, really. If you're Terry and you're listening. Special solidarity to you. You get extra solidarity. <laughs> well, thank you for calling. That I'm mad about this now. No, I'm mad now. I do. I do wish that Terry, if you feel like doing it, make your boss get in a car with you. I bet it's just some college type guy, you know, that they're dealing or college type person that they're dealing with too. It's like. You can intimidate one of those usually pretty easily. <laughs> you know, it's like, hey, you know, a college person. <laughs> yeah, just next time have them say this is unacceptable until that someone gives them what they want. <laughs> yeah. The, have they tried that this is unacceptable tactic <laughs> that works in a lot of places? Well, that sucks. I, I really feel for you. I, I wish uh, I, I wish there was something we could do about that. Yeah, that's what I was saying, too. It's just like. What can you fucking do? I don't know. I really, I mean, because going, going after the college. <laughs> yeah, but they'd have to pay you back. <laughs> going after the college is impossible. It really is. Like, they're exploiting workers, and, like, colleges are really untouchable. Like no, He just did a uh-oh SpaghettiO, man. I did. They did. They got away with a uh-oh SpaghettiO. <laughs> but it affected somebody's life. Like, oh, yeah. not getting paid for two weeks is nuts. Like, already. That's that shit I don't like. When you start a job and you have to wait for that paycheck. I that know. It's excruciating. Sucks. Yeah. Oh, remember? I like, hate it when it hit you with the one week, too. Like, when you start working between a payday and you only get one week of pay, and you're like, what the fuck am I going to do with this? <laughs> <laughs> or when they say we hold a check back. Oh. You remember that? No. Gimmick they used to do when I was growing up, some part-time oh. jobs would hold your first check. And like, yeah, so, oh uh, yeah, there was, oh, I remember now they would always have those weird schemes or like, no, we pay on like a, 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 a live system. So you're getting paid actually for what you work. And I was like, well, when do I expect a check? And they're like, well, three weeks from now, like that doesn't make any sense. That's not a live like, system. But when, there. You, when you leave here though, then you'll have one extra check. They always say something like that, you know, like you'll get paid when you leave. I'm like, I just want the money. Please just pay me in cash every single fucking day. Right. Well, you know, you saying that really does point that out to me. Like, come on, we got the technology. Venmo just, it. Every time, just every day when I leave, put the money in my account and then we don't, but then they don't have you by the, the nads. You know what I That's mean? That's true. They don't have you where it's like, Oh, you got to do that uncomfortable comeback and get your check and stuff like that. It's just. They can pay us every day. I'm ready to get paid every day. I'm ready for... You would be so broke. You would be living in a box, dude. You would spend that money every single day, and then rent would show up. (laughs) And you'd be like, what the fuck? You're like, Brian, you were supposed to save $20 of every day for rent. (laughs) 
<laughs> I'm still fighting for getting paid every day. Okay. It's okay. still, I'm like, Even I know it ruins you. I know that that would ruin me, but it's time for us to start getting paid every day. I would, you know, if, if $40 shows up in my bank account, every time a little bit of extra money shows up in my bank account, I'm like, I could spend that right now. Like, that's just, that would, that would, I'm back to where I was when I started the day, you know? Yeah. Throw all the dishes back in the dishwasher and go out to eat. <laughs> Oh, All right, let's see who's next. We let's got two see more who's to up go. on them calls. Oh, that's too funny. Thank you for calling Street Fighter. Who are we talking to? Hey, is this me? This is you. How would you like to get paid every oh, day, hey. Dollar? Um, certainly not home getting paid now, which is shit. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you need your shit faster. <laughs> That was yeah. That was a tough question. I don't know how to answer that. I'm very drunk. Okay. Okay. Uh, well, I would like to get paid uh, $200, every day. Two hundred thousand dollars, I guess. No, I mean, <laughs> would you? Well, yeah. Of course, we all want two hundred thousand dollars. That's the <laughs> amount of money, right? So, what's your name? Uh, this is Ben from Ithaca. I called a few months ago uh, about a cop telling me they loved me. Oh. Um, I don't know if you. <laughs> Uh, I had a few cop stories tonight, but uh, then I heard Elizabeth call earlier, and you guys started talking about family video, and suddenly you started talking about something I'm a little bit of an expert on. <laughs> oh, yeah? What, what do you know about family video? Um, well, uh, I live in a kind of small town in upstate New York, and... Family video is like the one thriving video store around here still, and I think it thrives because of people. (laughs) It's like people like me. Like, I don't have Wi-Fi at home, so um, if you can't sit in parking lots and watch Netflix movies, you're going to go to Family Video or Redbox, right? (laughs) Wow. And... Wholesome. The family uh, that watches videos together stays in business forever. What is fa- so? Can I ask you, Hell like, yeah. what's the selection like at Family Video? This is great. We really wanted yeah. to know the selection. I'm going to head on down. <laughs> is it worth heading yeah, on down? Um, so, like, like Family Videos, like, you remember when you went to like Blockbuster and shit? Like, the entire like. Uh, Every wall of the store besides the middle was the new releases. Right. Well, that's kind of like how family video is, but like the middle is filled. The middle is like all the stuff. They have a section where it's like nearly new. So everything's a dollar, but you can get like the season of Homeland that showed in 2016 for a dollar. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and then like, yeah. That's a good and deal. Then you that's get like, uh, Hell yeah, like I can't afford Showtime. If they're not showing Twin Peaks, I can't afford it. <laughs> um, but, but like, then they have like the horror section and they split everything up into genres. But, uh, I heard you guys talking about earlier about how like, uh, what kind of like classics they have and they do have a designated section for classics. Like, I saw a lot of old, like, Western movies about, like, horses because of that place, because they have, like, Shane and the Searchers and stuff for a dollar. That's awesome. They have a lot of movies. (laughs) Yeah, Shane's great. 
iTunes wants five ninety nine for that. For Let's Shane? I bet. If you can even get for it. For Shane? What? Shane should be no. free. <laughs> Make Shane a but <laughs> Shane. <laughs> Shane is a public good, okay? Yeah. <laughs> I love that movie. That's, that's, that's Shane. Gosh. That Shane's a real dark yeah. and mysterious guy. It's two ninety nine on Wait, YouTube. It's two ninety nine. It's three dollars everywhere. Oh. That's crazy because I can walk two blocks from my house right now, and well, I don't know what time it is, but at nine a.m. I can walk two blocks from here and rent Shane for like a dollar. One one dollar. So, you don't have to do any electronic transactions or hook up a microchip. No, you just hand him one goddamn dollar and be, you get a disc uh, and you watch it. It might be even less than that because if you if you sign up for an account at Family Video and then like don't go for a month, they give you some sort of reward where you get a free rental of any kind. I love because this you idea. haven't been there for a month. Yeah, yeah it can to, be a new release or anything. I'm going back in time. I'm done with all of this. I'm done with the new way sure. they do movies. I'm going. I'm going the video <laughs> rental store lifestyle. Video store Brett is yeah. coming <laughs> soon. He's the new video <laughs> store guy. Well, like, and this awesome. Sorry, go ahead. I mean, also an excuse to like leave, just be like, I have to go return some some DVDs. <laughs> okay, American Psycho. <laughs> That's the only downside. Like, I hated, like, the only reason I discovered that deal at Family Video is because I wouldn't go back for a month because I forgot to return videos. See, and I then when I did, I'd get a free movie. <laughs> oh, wow. So you just, they let you, you just pay for it? I mean, I wouldn't pay for, I mean, I would return videos late and then... I would like go to pay my late fee when I wanted to rent a new movie and they'd give you a free one because you haven't been there for a month. It's wow. a pretty good deal. That sounds like a real family, yeah. family wholesome environment. Yeah, I would, I would use it. I would take the videos <laughs> back and get like French, I would get secret French fries is what I would do if I could run the DVD, had to run DVDs back. Oh, you stop on a, a stop and get some French fries on the way there and just eat them in a the car. I yeah. like that. That's how I might be getting secret oh, yeah. French fries tonight. <laughs> secret <laughs> French fries. So you got it to spend. That's yeah. an expense account. <laughs> Too bad French fries are um, $1.50 now. It's yeah, like, fries are up there. Hell? Yeah, get out of here with that. Yeah. Especially crazy. like McDonald's is very expensive. Like there's no dollar menu at McDonald's anymore. No, all of it is. All the fries are like three, four dollars. They'll ask four dollars for a big fry. Yeah, that's bullshit. That fry lovers excel. Uh, no before I get at rallies for real. Yeah, but they never have it. Um, like we don't have the fry lovers XL. I'm like motherfucker. I mean, how do you not have it? You like need two larges. Put in a damn cup. You need two larges in a sack. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the twelve dollars you pay a five guys. You get like. A two dollar burger and then twelve dollars worth of fries in the bag. Yeah, yeah. The five guys <laughs> expensive. Yeah. I, I went th- um. Before I go. No, go ahead. Sorry, I didn't mean you don't want to hear my five. You, you don't want to hear my five guys stuff. What? 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 Uh. What? what were All you I want to hear is five guys stuff. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I'm a big Doughboys guy, so I really all I want to hear about is. <laughs> me, me too. I'm trying to hang out with them in Chicago. I'm gonna work real hard to hang out with them at All In. Oh, <laughs> uh, y'all are my like dream guests on Billboys. Yeah, yeah. 
Uh, so, so what were you going to say? We're going to get this last call in here. Oh, okay. All I was going to say was I heard Brett talking about Putney Slope earlier, and I don't really hear those two words combined very much. And uh, I just wanted to say that if you're looking for a film like that, I think the public library would be the best way to go because I don't know if you all know about Robert Downey Sr., but... Uh, Robert Downey Jr.'s dad, before his son became a crazy libertarian billionaire in Hollywood, his dad was a very leftist filmmaker in Hollywood, and Criterion kind of, like, released, like, all of his movies at once in a, like, $100 box set that nobody can afford, but that is something that would that like every library in America seems to have the entire Criterion collection. So yeah, uh, for the price of a library card, which is nothing, you can watch all those things if you wait three months to get them. No, I, no, I actually mentioned it because I, it is in my wait list. The Columbus Library does have it, so I'm going to see it. Uh, Street Fighter Nick Thompson, who uh, gave us lodging in Philadelphia, that DNC show. He mentioned it because of related to sorry to bother you. And so I was like, well, I have time to watch old movies. I always have extra time for that. So I put it on my list. I'm getting this movie. It's two ninety nine on Amazon. <laughs> oh, oh, it's a very street fight movie. I mean, um, it's one of my favorite films. And it's kind of one of the things that radicalized me before I knew anything about politics. So oh. I'm gonna watch I would definitely it. recommend it. I'm taking two days off. There's another. I got two days <laughs> off, so I'm definitely gonna watch Putney Swope. Because you don't like old films, so it takes two days to watch an old movie, right? <laughs> no, I, I actually, I was just telling Brett. It <laughs> sucks one. that That's I. <laughs> it sucks that I did that like bit on the Drew Toothpaste show, and then that like one week yeah. later, I saw Ready Player One, and I said, "I'm never watching a new movie again. I hate." That. <laughs> <laughs> I think they finally chased um, me back out of the mainstream movie thing. I'm going to start yeah. looking for better stuff. Quality. I just felt like a piece of it's shit watching that, that yeah. movie. I felt like, why did I give these? Oh, I paid for this. I hate it. I hate this world. <laughs> I hate it. And I'm, I'm like, I am. I'm going to watch Putney Swope this week. That's going to be my Monday or Tuesday. Instead of wrestling, I'm going to watch um, Putney Swope. Oh, that sounds great. Um, there's another, there's an app for that. There's an app called Canopy with a K that's kind of like, it streams old films, but like, all you need is a library card and most library cards are valid and you can stream a lot of old films on it. There's a lot of old Criterion films, so I would definitely search that out. I'm right now downloading it, so. I'm oh yeah, excited. that was great. Yeah, I mean, Canopy been, with a K. Yeah, they had, um, they had that James Baldwin documentary on there. That's how I watched it was on Canopy. Oh, yeah. Oh, really? I still haven't seen that, but I just read, like, my second James Baldwin book, so I got to search that out. <laughs> yeah, it's really good. It's great. I don't know why. Have you guys... Uh, sorry about that. Go You're ahead. fine. Go ahead. No, I, I was just going to blather on. No, sorry. I drank a lot of beers when I was waiting, so I'm like... Yeah, that's fine. Definitely the interrupter. We're it together. <laughs> Um, I was just, I was just going to say like today I watched a very street fight movie, which was Charlie Chaplin's modern times. It was just a very reactionary film about, uh, 
like the depression and like being poor in America in the thirties. And I'm sure that's probably either in the library or on canopy. And that's definitely a very street fight film that doesn't have cell phones, but it's great. I am going to watch one of the, I'm watching old movies. Now everybody I'm, I'm back in the old movie game. <laughs> I mean, Snooty Brian is back. I, yeah. D- yeah. It's Snooty. The, the, oh, you, you enjoyed ready player one. That filth. <laughs> I will. Yeah. I'm back on my I think I'm back on my seventies movie. Uh, 70s was the best because I love those <laughs> 70s movies. I mean, somebody yesterday was asking me like if they should watch the Taking of Pelham one, two, three, and I'm like, oh my god, I just that watched the old one today. It's so good. I literally just <sighs> my double feature today was the classic, like the original Taking of Pelham one, two, three in modern times. So. I feel like I conjured this call into existence. <laughs> what a That's good a, movie. What a great... Yeah, those movies kicked ass. I'm doing That's it. That's great. Because, like, the original take of Trouble 1, 2, 3 is just about how all cops want to delegate their tasks to other police forces in the city. <laughs> it's funny <laughs> as hell. Yeah. <laughs> and, how, and, like, how cool guns are. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, that's true. Oh, I found my library on here. Oh, my library doesn't uh, offer canopy yet. I can give you my. Uh, I'll give you my sign in. I've never been more sad than I yeah. am right now. You should try your. Uh, you went to college. You should try your university email because uh, canopy. Uh, a lot of the times, like uh, the people I recommended it to, couldn't get in with their like regular library email. But if you use your university one, it's usually always on there. Dang, they got no. I, I don't have my university one anymore, but they got all kinds of movies uh, on uh, here. So you you don't have yeah, any, they're good shit. It's amazing. You don't have any Wi Fi. How are you watching these movies on this? In the parking lot at goddamn I mean, McDonald's. I mean, you know, I don't even talk about. I mean, I watch them on the bike at the fucking Planet Fitness. I go to a lot. Uh, okay. uh, it helps me exercise a lot. I'm watching old movies on like the. Uh, Bike and shit. That's but, interesting. That's a good um, idea. You could because you really have to focus to pay attention, but like you're also like out of breath. <laughs> yeah, for real. But I mean, like, <laughs> I mean, but like, I mean, I don't do that often. Like I said, when I first called, like I use the library a lot still, and I still buy a lot of Criterion. So hey, uh, they got I HUD on can, here. But like, they got yeah. freaking HUD in here. I love all those movies. The Westerns. Hey, what's the uh, porno selection like at the family video? Did they have any? Did their swing? Uh, uh, there's some. Yeah, there's some saloon doors, but I haven't gone in them yet. Oh, there is saloon doors. I've seen too many westerns. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you'll get knocked right back. I've now. seen too many westerns. It's going to be a punching um, up. For uh, sure. so, <laughs> you, you guys talked about man's best friend earlier. Before I go, I just want to let you know that no man's yeah, best friend. Yeah, not yeah. The horror movie Man's Best Friend oh. is what you're talking about, right? Not the new Man's oh, Best Friend. Oh, well, there's, there's another, uh, like, robot dog movie coming out this month, literally this month, called Axel. It's A period X period L period. I've seen the trailer for that, and it's yeah. About, yeah. It's about a robot dog, but it's, like, cool. It, like, it's a nice robot with dog. You when you do cool tricks and motorcycles. You want to hear some Man's Best Friend trivia? Yeah. The movie I was talking about? A little bit of trivia for, for I you? I do. The dog, I really do. the television, the movie 
that Ice Cube's dad is watching him Friday, where he's like, get his ass. Yeah. Get him. Get that mailman. That's man's best friend. He's watching man's <laughs> oh, best friend. Really? <laughs> oh, shit. After he gets bit by the dog Someone, and he's laying in bed yeah. with his ass up, yeah. <laughs> that's, he's watching man's best <laughs> friend. Because he only watches stuff about dogs. Because like, <laughs> he's a dog <laughs> Well, like, that's like me. Like, I'm a barista, so I only watch coffee movies. I love that movie so much. It's so great. Someone in, uh, in the Street Fighters Facebook group today posted about Clerks, and another person referenced Friday being a great, like, 90s stoner movie, and I just think it's one of the funniest movies ever. Friday is kind of, is very Street Fight, too, because it's, like, all about, like, it's so good. That movie's so it. damn good. It's so, it's poor people doing yeah, poor shit. It's average, yeah. square-ass poor people doing poor people shit. Yeah. Even his dad is a very poor person, and he's not, like, framed as a tough-ass dad. He's framed as a tough-ass dad who's, like, who cares getting, about his kid. And he's <laughs> getting <laughs> shit on all the time. Like, he's a tough dad, yeah. but nobody respects him, and his kid's just walking all over him <laughs> and shit. I love that movie. It's, that first, movie, when you watch it now... The scene of Next Friday doesn't shit. I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> no, that movie I watched it recently with the kid and I just I I was like, man, this is so real. This is like a real deal <laughs> experience. Like it reminded me of growing up as a kid like just hanging around and not really having anything to do or any yeah. money and everybody in the movie is like just hanging around and doing their own no thing. Money. You know that that movie, the plot of that Oof. movie is that they need to come up with $200. Yeah. Like it's just $200. <laughs> It's not even like a ton of money. The funniest, yeah. The funniest joke in all of cinema and the most relatable is Smokey counting the money and then turning it over and counting it again like it's $200. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, also a big fan of uh, when Debo takes that guy's bike and then his dad makes him come back and ask for the bike back. <laughs> and the thing he says to Debo is, uh, I thought we was, I mean, we gonna, it'll be both of ours, but we're just going to keep it at my house. <laughs> like he's really like apologetic. Punk. <laughs> <laughs> punk. God, I love that movie. Oh. And then Debo beats the shit out of his dad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll, yeah. Dude, I love seeing people's dads get beat up in front of them. Like, that is an amazing <laughs> thing. I saw that a few times growing up. Like, somebody would threaten somebody's dad, and you'd be like, damn, he just threatened your dad. You yeah. ain't got shit, buddy. <laughs> right. Dad ain't going to do shit about it. <laughs> All right. Well, thank My you. My dad would get, like, this. Your dad would get beat Sorry. up? <laughs> Yeah, my dad's a wing. No, he definitely would, but he sells weed, so he'd be good. <laughs> yeah. yeah. My dad would be away. cool. Can I give a quick shout out? Yeah, go for Can it. Can I give a quick shout out before I go? Yeah. Okay, uh, my friend Charlie was on the front lines today in Charlottesville fighting uh, against Nazis. So I just want to give a shout out to everybody today that like was out there. On the front lines protesting against Nazis and shit. Hell yeah. Shout out to them. Solidarity. Mm. Forever. Yeah, it was a good showing. I mean, they pretty much got shut the fuck down. I think that uh, the wave of of cool white supremacism online is definitely going away once they see the results of... You know what happens. Yeah, they just end up looking like dorks in the so. end, and that's what's cool. It's like in the <laughs> end, they end up looking like dorks, and they look pathetic, and it's nice. 
Well, thank you for calling. That I was real so. fun. Uh, it was good to get an Thanks. inside view of family video. <laughs> yeah, I love that franchise of all time. A problem at the beginning, we didn't know anything about family video, and you came through and you taught us something about family yeah. video. It's a good place. Yeah, apparently. you could write a medium article about it now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Did you guys know family video is a thing? <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> there's yeah. probably we'd do a Vice article. We went to Family Video on weed. Yeah, it was freaking nuts, man. We read all of them. We read Goodness all the backs of the movies. Gracious. They got so many good movies on Canopy, dude. Can That's you just a, watch them right away? Yeah, you don't have to wait. No, no. I think I think if I remember correctly, you ha- you only get like ten movies a month or something. That's enough for me, man. I don't even watch ten movies in one well, month. I got. I mean, also uh, we got three library cards in the house, so. Let me We're get not, on one of them library cards, man. Let me get that library number. Let me get on that library come on, card. Come on. You know I can't. I didn't take a book back <laughs> like ages ago. It's some bullshit. It's some bullshit. I lost in an airport. So many movies on here. I'm just looking through and, and I'm last like, call. oh, I'd watch that one. Sorry, Romeo, that just got on. You're not getting through. Yeah, we Thanks got it. Thanks for calling Hello. Street Fighter. Who are we talking to? Uh, this is Dan from Columbus. What's Actually. up, Dan? Columbus, Ohio. Not Columbus, Georgia, right? Yeah. No, the good Columbus. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, the one true Columbus. <laughs> the one true Columbus. How's right, it going tonight, Dan? Columbus, as my daughter says. Uh, I'm, I'm good. I just wanted to... Um, I was scrolling through your Facebook just like right now, and uh, I saw that you guys actually went to that Ween concert. We did. Express Live. And that's crazy because I went to that show too. And I, I really wish I would, had known you guys were there because I probably would have tried to meet up with you. Yeah, we were posting about it. I mean, it was it was fun. It was like a it, it, we are not. I don't think we're Ween fans. I don't think you're allowed to call yourself that really until you've seen them like 47 times in five different cities. But we did have a good time at Ween. I uh I loved them. I used to I mean I I thought it was a good show and I used to listen to them when I was younger. I just haven't listened to them recently, but that Shinola album I loved a lot and um the ones all the piss up the rope and from back in the day and definitely Ween got Brian back into the doors in a very big way. <laughs> Mr. Oh, Mojo yeah. Rising. Yeah, when they played yeah, that, I love he, that, he went berserk. Mr. Mojo Rising. <laughs> but yeah, I thought it was great. It was Where, cool, man. It was like they were like a bunch of shop teachers, basically, <laughs> is what it seemed like. And it was neat that. There was like, uh, they were all just changing who was singing and like the makeup of the band. And it was even cooler because, uh, the one dude, he like stopped playing. He went off the, off to the <laughs> side of the stage to smoke a cigarette. And he just like threw yeah. his, he threw his knee up on a speaker and was like watching them play. It was like his fucking break. They've been playing for like two and a half hours. It's his break. He's smoking a cigarette and he's still like, ju- he's like jamming like, Oh shit. I wish I could be in there. What it looked like. He was like really vibing on it. I just love that energy and, um, their whole world that they've built. I mean, it was definitely a, uh, inspirational for a street fight I, for sure. LA woman on the avenue. And we saw no, we saw only, we saw no MAGA hats or Blue Lives Matter. We saw one questionable pe- Pepe hat was all. 
It bothered me, and I wanted to tell the guy he had a racist energy, but I decided not to do that. And Brett was like, maybe he's not racist. Maybe he just likes Pepe. And I was like, he's giving me a it racist was the original energy. Pepe. It was the original sad Pepe. It was not like a modified version. But he had like shorts on that made him look racist. Yeah, he looked like, like he didn't cut him. He just tore them. Yeah. Like, <laughs> we just used his anger to make shorts. He just gave off like a ton. He gave off racist vibes. I'm sorry. If you give off racist vibes, I'm going to call it like I see it. You know? Yeah, it does look like he's ethnically cleansing with his eyes. Yeah. Oh, oh just there's all these women here they shouldn't be allowed to see music right yeah ween was okay uh like they like brett said they got me into the doors again i see you live on love street (laughs) i don't know so i don't know if that was ween's plan was to get me into the doors again but they friggin did it man next show we're gonna be at is taco cat this saturday yeah we will be at taco cat at ace of cups on saturday Uh. I'm not, I don't think I'm going to that one. Um, it's 12 know. bucks if you're in town. I mean, that's yeah. Taco Cat kicks ass. You can get Whenever. some dancing going do on. Do they? Maybe, they are good. maybe I will go. They are good. They're like uh, check them out. Garage Punk. Yeah, check them out. If you like Ween, you you probably like some songs that sound like theirs. Like badass guitar yeah. stuff, yeah. yeah. I mean, they, they can't do like every single type of music the way that Ween does. But uh, they do play one type of Ween's music. Yeah, the, the goodest right. one. I mean, I have a wide... Like range of tastes, yeah. I think so, what's the best one? They um, play the best kind of Ween music, the garage rocky kind of stuff. They're like a garage right. punk girl band. They kick ass. I don't know if you're allowed to say that. Well, They're riot girls. <laughs> <laughs> Brett looking oh, at me like, where somebody's been on up. band camp. <laughs> <laughs> somebody's been I, reading uh, his well, spin magazines. <laughs> that's interesting that you guys saw some like crypto racist stuff people one. there no I, I, one I didn't see any of that one we guy. also oh, saw really? a dude like uh we saw a dude and a girl about to have sex on the lawn <laughs> so that was also very cool that was great that felt me made me feel good also when we were coming into the show there was a guy being dragged out and his feet like the tops of his shoes were just being ripped off he had like <laughs> nothing in his body his soul was gone and he they were just dragging him out and uh, everybody there was so fucking wasted, but kept it together. Like I, it was like that was what I liked. It was very professional drug doers there. Yeah, it seemed like it seemed like a. I don't. I've never been to a fish concert, but it kind of seemed like like the people there seemed like fish fans to me. Yeah, I, I just can't go. I don't. I don't go down the fish uh, road. Ever. They didn't play like thirty-five minute songs or anything, so yeah. they weren't that. They weren't, they didn't, the audience, I think, has fish vibes. And like the interesting thing. Well, the about, audience does. I mean, I don't mean Ween does. And the interesting thing about the audience too is they stand up from the beginning to the end. Like that is something you don't see at a lot of con. I've been to a lot of concerts at that place where the lawn stands up for the first song and then sits down. That they, every song got a Road Warriors pop in wrestling. That's a loud cheer. But every song, as soon as they started to play a song, the crowd was like, Oh, this is my shit. Like, yeah. <laughs> like not a single song was like a sit down, take a break, go to the bathroom thing. Right. Well, I mean, they just have such a, I mean, I, I consider myself a ween fan, I guess. Cause, but like, they have so many songs that I would have loved to hear them play. And they, Maybe got like ten percent of that. 
Yeah, that's uh, hard to do. It's like so it. hard. I think now that we do live stuff, it is hard to do do all the hits. You know what I mean when you go up there? Because like, you know, there's certain things we're supposed to do. I think when we go on stage, that sometimes doesn't get done. You know what I mean? Like we don't say yeah. the Earth is flat in every show, but when we do, people are <laughs> excited about us saying that the earth is flat you know what i mean ask like why we didn't mention it why didn't you mention the earth and it's stuff like that and i think it's just like man when you're like imagine being ween and having like a zillion songs and having to put a list together that everybody likes and like they probably have to do a pretty broad list it's weird though because it seems like all their fans have seen them 250 times (laughs) that's true like my favorite my first time but yeah my favorite moment yeah you're gonna see him again Oh, hell yeah. My favorite moment at Ween was on our way out, actually, and it said it, it's just one of those human nature things that I find beautiful. But we're walking out, and uh, Brett and I are listening to the. We walked home, and we're walking, and he got these people behind us, and this guy is just so amped up on this concert. He's just like, this thing was amazing. Like, this is one of the best shows I've ever seen. And his friend was with him, and he's talking to him, and he was like, yeah, this this was a high-level Ween concert. I've seen them a million times. This was the second best Ween concert I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah. And I, Brett, Brett, Brett immediately looked at me and he's like, the first best Ween concert I've ever seen was the one you didn't go to. You like weren't there. You didn't see it. So it was a lot better. <laughs> That's such a thing people yeah. fucking do. If you missed something, you're always like, because I'll bet you when, when he went to see the best Ween concert he ever saw, he went to that guy. And he was like, you want to go see this wing concert with me? And the guy was like, nah, man, I ain't got time for this wing shit. And then this time he said, do you want to go again? He was like, well, I guess, yeah, I'll go this time. He's like, so he was telling him, like, remember when you didn't have time for wing? That was actually the best concert. <laughs> yeah. I, it's also a great way to uh, take all the thunder. And- <laughs> right. It's also a way to just make you feel like a runner-up like, in a I contest. Mean, here's the thing. Right now, I'm not jumping up and down and cheering and dancing in place the way you are, but I was at a time before, and oh, was it better. Yeah. Just <laughs> like 10% better, really. It's the first best. This was the, just the second best. Right, right close. You should never tell somebody that what you're... What you should do after you've seen something and somebody else is enjoying it is one, if you didn't like it, shut the, just shut up. You don't have to tell everybody mm-hmm. that you didn't like something. Two, join them. Say it was the best thing you've ever seen in your life. Yeah. You don't have to tell them right. that they missed the best thing, that this was second best. That's something I think people do. Like the movie, I saw the movie Inglorious Bastards with a couple friends. And we saw it, and when it was over, I was like, oh, I love that movie. And the dude I was with was just like, that movie fucking sucked. It was boring. And it made me feel like a chode for liking the movie. (laughs) It just made me feel like an idiot. That's a really good movie, too. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. That's a weird opinion. But even just a bad movie, I saw saw the Avengers with somebody who was like, I think he was just like, I want to go to the Avengers because it's a thing. It's a happening. And he went to see the Avengers with me. And then halfway through the movie, he looks at me and is like, this is pretty boring, isn't it? And I was like... I'm leaving, dude. Like, you just need to get used to that. Yeah, this is the movie. <laughs> and when the movie was over, he was just like, oh, that movie was boring. I would, I hated that movie. And I was like, oh, you ruined the movie. You ruined my experience. I enjoyed it. Yeah. You know? Yeah, we, we came to strap into this really frivolous, stupid tale about robot people generated in a computer. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. So, yeah, if you enjoyed something, enjoy it. If you didn't like it, just shut up and go home. Brett's Brett's been real high on that kind of policy lately, right? What? Like, uh, if if there's something you don't like when you're out at like a concert, if there's or out at an event, if there's something you don't like, just shut up. Just like if it's not like something that's offensive or yeah. it's not something that's hurting you in any way, just shut up. Just if you don't like it, just do that in yeah. your own head. Don't take the fun away from the other people at the thing. It's you know? not worth it. And I mean, there's so many things that are so interesting and different and like it's a, un- it's always a unique experience. And like taking the perspective of like all the flaws just doesn't make me feel better in the long run. You know, like no. I did, I don't feel smarter because I can critique something to death. You know, I just feel bummed out that I didn't see the, the best thing. Like I said, I only saw the second best concert. We only saw the second best wing concert. Right. Would be critiquing like the Avengers even be worth it? Sure. No, no. no. I mean, no. you, you get caught up in this really corny drama, like a cartoon characters. Yeah. It's a stupid movie. Like it stinks. It, I, it doesn't stink. It's just a stupid movie. Why would you get into that? Like critiquing it after it's over? Just fucking go home. You just saw an Iron Man and a Thor fight with each other. It's, <laughs> it's great. It's whatever, you know? But yeah, it's just, it's a weird thing that people do that like, any part of the experience that they find negative, they feel like they need to let everybody know at the thing. Like, even if you're just at a concert and they're, you're like, they're not playing the songs I like. I, I recently went, not recently, it's like five years, four or five years ago. I went to a concert that all my friends were at with me and they all loved it. And I hate, I was just like, this is fucking boring and it's stupid. And I just shut up. I just shut up and like watched the thing. We left, we went home. And then, like, we're sitting at home and we're talking after the whole thing's over. And I tell my wife, like, yeah, it was okay. But, like, I, I, while I was there, I didn't, like, try to put the brakes on it and, like, walk up to somebody and, like, tap them on the shoulder and be like, isn't this shitty? <laughs> this thing's not fun. <laughs> yeah. I've seen a few bad concerts, but usually it's weird when people don't enjoy a concert because it seems like such an easy thing to have fun at. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I mean, I can get into most of it. Someone's someone's clamoring, making a whole bunch of noise, you know, putting on a show. I know. I've only been to one concert that I really hated, and it was uh, Black Keys. It was the Black Keys. It's the only concert I've ever been to. It was like, this sucks. And it, it like made me not like the band anymore. <laughs> it did. It, it soured me too. <laughs> yeah, I was like, these guys stink. That was such was a the crowd into it. No, I couldn't tell. It didn't. Yeah. It, Maybe well, we were too far away. The feeling I got is that the band wasn't into. Yeah, it. and that was the frustrating part. It's like this. They were treating this like a homecoming show, and everybody was super excited. But it really just felt like a real paint by numbers. Like they knew what songs they were going to play. They never talked to the audience. And yeah, it was like, soulless. And they just went up there, and it was like they just had the same moves. They just played like the songs. They didn't really use the stage. I don't yeah. remember using the stage at all well and it felt like the audience was like it was one of those concerts where you can tell everybody wanted to get into it's really expensive if i remember right for me it was oh I my god was like tickets for like 75 dollars <laughs> each yeah it was really expensive and and you could tell that people were trying to move but by the end of the concert like nobody was really 
dancing or nobody was super into it. They were just kind of watching it. It felt like more like a social event than it felt like, like a concert that everybody was checking out. It felt like everybody felt like they had to be there. And then they got there and they were like, Oh, well, the people throwing this party suck. <laughs> Ooh, I gotta get yeah, out of here. Well, for me, it's, it's, no, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. Keep you in pretty much. No, longer. no, we're kidding. I just wanted to talk about we and no, he's uh, farting and making jokes. That I, mean, I was I was in the front row. If you guys were in the back, yeah, there's no way I would have seen you guys. Oh yeah, we had a pretty chill spot. We had a great. We were tripping on mushrooms during it, but we went to the very back and uh, really had a great view of the whole thing, and it was pretty nice. I mean, I enjoyed the music more than anything. I wasn't really getting torn up in the pit, but uh, yeah. I th- I thought the well, show was, was there fun. a pit. I don't know. Everybody was so nice. There was, I really did want to go shop right. some people during some of it, but yeah, there was no pit. You're right. <laughs> nah, there's not pits. Sweaty people. Pits are gone. Pits are done. We just, we did one at corn. Right. Oh, that's, that's, yeah, those are the only concerts where they're doing them now. They're not doing Rap them. Rap shows do them. Yeah, I guess. Freddie Gibbs did a good pit. Yeah, that Rolling Loud in Florida is just like a gigantic mosh pit. Okay. Okay. You're right. I just feel like I go to more shows without them now. Like, maybe it's because I'm old. Yeah, you're going to the Weak Sauce stuff. I'm Didn't not know. going to Weak Sauce concert. How dare you? <laughs> We're going to open up the pit well, at Taco Cat. We're going to pit mosh at Taco Cat. I promise. <laughs> Usually when I see, like, a pit trying to start up at a show or something, like, generally people are just kind of annoyed. Yep. There's usually just one guy trying to do it. Well, yeah, you got to have more people on your side. You need to have more rowdy people right. in the house. It can't be one rowdy yeah. person that just shoves everybody. I, you know what I, the worst thing in the world is in a mosh pit is when there is a mosh pit happening and then a guy like four rows back from the mosh pit starts moshing and it's like, go there. Go where the <laughs> freaking thing is. You don't have to start it here. Why is it going to happen yeah. around you? Like, why can't you happen there? Go to it. Yeah. Oh, that happens every time too. You just be standing there, and a guy's like, "Oh, I'm now I'm moshing." It's like well, I wasn't. <laughs> I was standing on the outside. The smart ones stay on the outside while drunken hands and arms erupt. Quoth Pantera. That was a Pantera song. <laughs> yeah, I like to be on the outside. I like to do bouncer work on the outside. I do too. I love pushing people. Yeah. I love get back it. in there. I always say get back in there and slap them on the back. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You give them a nice, like if they yeah. don't want back in, I'll pull them out. Sure. But if they do want back, if they're like, oh, they pushed me out of there. I'm trying to get rowdy in here. I push them back in and it feels like I did a service there. We've been in some pretty dope mosh pits, I feel like, recently. Corn was wild. I will admit that corn was wild. We went to ICP and their mosh yeah. pits are wild. I, I was there in a go. mosh I'm pit in see. January, like actually moshing at an ICP concert. <laughs> 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 it's January. But like, uh, yeah, you're right. I mean, I do go to a lot more like d- like different kinds of music. Head bobbing. Just really yeah. everybody's bobs their head. Yeah. I went to No Bunny and people were moshing and throwing full beers at each other. Yeah, They're that'll just, happen. Like, this is a fun show. Let's hurt Let's each other. Let's get welts. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds like a waste of money. <laughs> it is. It is, but you, punks don't care. Like, I mean, the beer part, the yeah. throwing the beer. Let's it drink is. it off the floor. Yeah, that, I mean, uh, people at No Bunny <laughs> concert might actually do that. Like, pick it up and drink it. That, that was a scuzzy crowd, which I love. That's what I want to be in, but. Well, thank you for calling. Right, well, I guess, yeah. We're going to clock out now. Thank you. We'll, we'll, uh, Good we'll night. be back next week. Call back in sometime. Good night. <laughs>
Yeah, thank you. That's the Street Fight Radio. We are going off the airwaves here in Columbus, Ohio. But if you want to hear more, head over to streetfightradio.com. You can also find us on SoundCloud. You can find us on iTunes, Google Play. Look for us. Subscribe. We do two shows a week. We do the call-in show here, and then we do a basement show uh, every Wednesday. That comes out whenever, Thursdays. And uh, you can listen to that. If you need even more than that, we have. A, if you're already into those, let's say, you're looking for more content, you can head over to patreon.com. That's where you can support artists and like us and people you want to have more money to have an empire that they, we can use to flatten all the hierarchies uh, on this flat earth. Well, for $1 a month, you get access to our bonus feed. We put out a few extra shows a month. Brian talks mainly to cool people online and interesting folks and uh, shares their stories and gets also talks about himself a lot. So if you need more Brian in your life, you need to check out those third Lots shows. Of Brian content yeah. Um, we are moving forward with more live streaming. So find us on Twitch, on YouTube, on Facebook, uh, Twitter, Tumblr, all of it. Street Fight WCRS is our handle everywhere we go. Uh, Instagram as well. We also do a monthly zine. So the way that this works, I don't explain this very often. I feel like we should. But at the beginning of the month, if you're on Patreon and you donate $8 to us, Oh, I can't do it. I forgot I can't do this on the airwaves. God damn it. Well, get ahead to Patreon. You can get uh you can get more information on supporting us. I didn't realize I was on the air. I forgot when I was supposed to do this because this is a nonprofit. But now we're not on the airwaves. So uh patreon.com, eight dollars a month, you get our zine. We sent out the Copyright Criminals coloring book is in the mail. You should be getting that soon. The film zine is on the way. This month you get the weed zine. Uh, it usually takes about six weeks to get them. I promise they will all show up, even if it seems like they won't. We have a good system going now. Uh, we also do an extra premium for $12 a month. We're doing, doing bonus zines. I'm getting better stuff. That Copyright Criminals, I sent out uh, a zine put out by Axo Comics. Look them up. They do really cool stuff. And... Uh, they sent us a zine called talking to wrestling fans about prison abolition. And it's hilarious and insightful and really cool. And that was our bonus zine. I'm going to keep stuff like that coming. So please invest your, your fiat currency in street fight so we can fuck it up some more. Um, we'll see you on the road. If you're in the middle West, we're going to be in Chicago. We're going to be in Minneapolis. We're going to be in Des Moines. We're going to be in Kansas city. We're going to be in St. Louis. So check it out. Streetfightradio.com. Peace.